What's going on, Drunken Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But real quick, you know what we got to do first. We got to talk about things that generate revenue. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the Patreon. That's right. Back in September, I launched a Patreon that is exclusive video content. Not only relating to the podcast, really, in the gaming, other projects I'm working on, updated regularly. And if you go support the Patreon for less than 10 cents a day, it helps the show out immensely. We are in between advertisers, really, at the moment. So the Patreon is the only revenue really coming into the podcast. And if you sign up at the $5 tier or above, you get an IMDb credited fucking thanks every week on top of my gratitude and all that other fun shit. So check that out today at patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. Seriously, even if you sign up at the $3 tier, it fucking helps. You know what also helps? Telling your friends about the show. Please tell more people. If you're enjoying what you hear, tell people about it. Also, we are brought to you this week by my Twitch stream. That's right, I am still Twitch streaming. I am still playing games for your amusement. On Thursday nights, we do the community game of Goose Goose Duck. I am streaming throughout the week. Come check that out today at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Once again, that is twitch.tv slash Slayer. And if you have Amazon Prime, do me a huge solid. Throw me a Prime sub. It costs you nothing. Just a little bit of your time each month, and it actually throws some revenue in my way. My guest this week is newbie adult performer and MILF extraordinaire Elena St. James. We go all over the place talking about the Midwest a lot. Burgers, dicks, Marvel movies, Star Wars. Uh, I may have been talked into launching a vaginal rating system where people are going to send me clips and I'm going to rate their vaginas. It was, uh, yeah all over the place as you can tell by the runtime we had a good time with it so sit back relax pop a cold one and enjoy drinking buddies Fuck are you? Uh, me? I'm no, good. The other guest. <laughs> good. Oh my god! Right away they're gonna be like, "Oh, she's a ditz." Hmm. No, <laughs> no, they're not going to think that. And even if they do, what the fuck does their opinion matter? You know what? There are worse things to be. Not to sound like an egomaniac, but they're the ones coming to consume this content. We're not going to them. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people consume content of mine. Well, that's good. I mean, that, that's part of <laughs> being a professional in this is hopefully that people are consuming your content and you're not just, you know, making films to out throw out into the ether. Right, exactly. Which, um, yeah, that is the point, isn't it? <laughs> so, so we were talking about sometimes when I go live and unless you wanted to talk to, about something else, but- oh, no, um, I wanted to start immediately and like capture what we were talking about. Okay. Yeah. So we were talking about some of the weird things and one of the weirdest comments I got, cause, and it really actually set me back for a second. I was doing a live on Instagram. I don't know if I can say the platform, yeah. but, um, 
<laughs> and and this guy was like, um, and it was by myself because I don't even know how to like combine people together when they're doing a live. So it was just me and I was just talking and I'm just like, oh, Chile, oh, Greece. Oh, I've been there, you know, like that kind of thing. Just like trying to make people feel nice and welcome and stuff. And this guy's like, you talk too much. Well, I'm not sure what else I'm supposed to be doing here. It's a live on Instagram. I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. Anything, <laughs> I'm not going to uh... do calisthenics. Right. And anything uh, much more explicit would get you uh, immediately yanked. Boom. Hello. I mean, you know, it was just funny too. T- speaking of that, and we can talk about that too. But yeah, the other things that they asked me to do is like, they're like, stand up and turn around. And I'm like, you know, I'm not like a little performing monkey. I'm not going to just, oh, yes, let me. No, that you can get elsewhere. Um, those kind of requests elsewhere. Right. Uh, with monetary transactions involved. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Well, speaking of that kind of stuff. So I got a TikTok removed and it was, it was really cute. It was a cute TikTok. Now, yes, I was wearing kind of a dominatrixy leather vest. Okay. And I had this much cleavage, um, but it was this whole like little gig of um, where I'm lip syncing uh, a Russian woman who's saying like, I found a good place that you can find um, husbands. It's on Tinder. They're other people's husbands, but they're husbands, right? So it was cute, right? And and funny. That's funny as hell. Right. But it got flagged and it got taken down by TikTok. And I appealed it because I was like, because they, for um, violating community rules of nudity and um, sexual, um, like not completion, but like um, sexual enjoyment or something. And I was like, well, I'll be goddamned if I'm going to give that away. Right. If somebody, <laughs> I mean, certainly not my, what I was trying to do is fulfill people's like sexual needs by being on TikTok and making a joke. But, and I thought, okay, well, we're going to have to be really careful from now on to TikTok. I mean, they're the worst. They are. They are absolutely the worst. I, I recently got into the TikTok space and I posted a clip of me and Nathan Bronson. I mean, talking about something that was fairly graphic, but it's just words. Like there's right. no, no imagery whatsoever. And they're just like, nope, we're muting this because of community standards. Oh, so then they just muted it. So they took mine down because obviously people were like getting off on my cleavage, which again, I don't give that away for free. So that makes me mad. Um, but <laughs> But so you weren't even like you weren't in your nudity or anything. You weren't showing cleavage or <laughs> bulge nope, nope. in kept, your case, I guess. Kept the, t- kept the tits under the shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no hairy chest, no nipples, no nothing. <laughs> and so just- they were, they're the worst. And then I see, here's the weird thing about TikTok. So obviously I'm a full figured grown up woman um, and I don't have a big butt, but you will see the biggest and and i'm envious because it used to be a bad thing to have a big butt you know like i don't know i'm 54 are you in my realm of age i'm a little younger i'm 40 okay you might not remember this but there was a time when it was a put down if you called and you said a woman had a big ass well i i remember that i mean i definitely remember calling an ex-girlfriend like oh you look thick in those jeans i meant it as a compliment she got real mad at me (laughs) Right. But now it's, it's a good thing. And 
So, so I'm a little envious. So I have to preface this. I'm envious of the girls with the badonka badonka because I don't have one. I don't, I don't think I can get one. I think it's, it's, I just, it's just not my thing. There, there are modern medical sciences that yeah. I know, but you know, then I saw somebody recovering from one of those on, on like 90 day fiance. And she was like having to sit on a donut for like weeks. And then I thought, yeah. And what if it's uneven, then you got to go in more and then they're pumping it up with stuff. And well, you have a bad yeah. surgeon if it's uneven. Gotta... Yeah, but it can happen. Like, can you sue so, for so malpractice at that point? It's like, no, 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 doc, you fucked no. up here. They would re, they would re, revise it or something. I mean, they, you know, like, but I think it just happens because I think when you're dealing with fat transfers, you know, like what's going to stick, what's not going to stick, it can, it can be variable. But you could also make a bunch of money for like of just you sitting on a donut. <laughs> Not on TikTok. Yeah, you could someplace else, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. you're, you're more than welcome to say like other platforms here. Like, yeah, you're right. Like OnlyFans. Yes. OnlyFans and Fansly and I dabble in the many vids. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't don't worry about like, oh my God, you said the platform. No, it's, it's okay, okay. Good. Good. So, yeah. So, TikTok, but you see these, these beautiful women and they've got giant butts and they're okay apparently with that. So, whoever is monitoring, TikTok, I don't think you can get in trouble for like twerking your butt full on. So they might must not feel that that's sad, um, sexually gratifying is the butt part. So whoever's monitoring this, that must not be satisfactory to them sexually, but boobs are, boobs are definitely. The algorithm's an ass man. Got it. Right, right. Or they are unaware of that. So that or little girls, you know, but it's like the little girls can wear skimpy stuff and and they seem to be okay, which is creepy to me, but that seems to be a thing that the algorithm. Yeah. That, that's not good. That's not good at all. They might not be little girls, but they, they look young. TikTok, Instagram, hell, Facebook just recently had an inside um, newsletter or memorandum going around about like, oh, hey, we know we are actively destroying women's self-esteem. I'm sure TikTok yes. is as well. That was in Congress. That was a, a whistleblower brought that up during a congressional hearing. And absolutely. They're like, whatever, you know, it's it's cutthroat. It's business for them. It's interesting in the model community. And I'm I have friends that do this that are only fans. And one of the things and I don't know if you've heard about this, but they're so mad at Instagram. And believe me, when it happens to me and I, I say when because apparently, you know, someday it's going to happen to me. I mean, it just seems like it's inevitable that Instagram will take down my stuff, too. Um, I just started this in April, but they were like, we're going to do a clash action suit against Instagram for, you know, getting rid of. Our, and I'm like, good luck with that. Good luck finding a lawyer that we'll take that. We'll take on Mark Zuckerberg and his minions of metaverse. Well, and even if you find out, cause I'm sure there's some unscrupulous lawyer who will be like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the case. Why not? Of course they'll do it for the press. I, you're not going to win. Right. You're not going to win. They're a private business. They have every right to, as long as they're not discriminating against a protected class. Exactly. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. It's like you come into my house and I say, take off your pants. You can't come into my house with, with your pants on. You have to make a choice. Am I going to leave my pants on or am I going to take them off? Could be shoes. Is this a rule in your house? Like <laughs> it might be. 
Maybe. For the audio audience, we are I can only see, you know, from about the chest up on Elena. I have no idea if she's wearing pants or not. Oh, I might be fully clothed. Oh, okay. I, it just might be guests that can't be fully clothed. You, you just want to see what your guests are working with when they get in? I don't know. Maybe. Or just their cute underwear choices, if they wear underwear? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just thought of it now. I kind of like it. It used to be shoes, but it could be pants. Pants and shoes now. Yeah, you have maybe. To, you have to set up hooks. You can't just be rude and be like, you got to leave your pants on the floor. You got to set up hooks if you're going to be like, that. no pants allowed in the house. Yeah, I could do that. You know how they have those? Like, you're on the West Coast, right? So there's a lot of aloha kind of stuff. And they'll have, like, put your slipper in the outside or whatever. I remember when I lived in Southern California, they'd have little signs on the porch that would be, like, little aloha, keep your shoes outside. You could do that for pants. That's that's pretty brutal in Chicago, making people take their pants on outside. Like, that's pretty brutal to do. Something. I guess I think of porches, but, yeah, I, I well, don't Well, that's know. assuming your porch is enclosed. There's a lot of outdoor mm-hmm. porches in Chicago. I know, you know, that's, I'm just, that's th- real things mean. come to my head that this is, this is my little side, little d- dominant kind of cruelty. That I play real with. mean, I, I, <laughs> but then you can't even accurately judge packages when they like return inside their body from being frozen outside. Well, isn't that the real test though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real mean. That's the real test. What is it like when you're cold? Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, I'm not sure where to go with this. So as someone who has an average size penis, like, I'm like, yeah, I need all the help I can get. I don't need to like be exposed to the cold here. Yeah, but you know what? Average size is better than, here's the thing. And I do most men really understand that there is such a thing as too long. Uh, So I don't think most men realize that like, because on a couple different levels. One, they're exposed to porn, so they're exposed to the average size porn dick, which is two, roughly two and a half inches longer than the actual average size penis. What? Wait, wait. What is the average size porn dick? Like seven and change. Seven and change. Yeah. Okay. Where the average U.S. male is, I think, at five, 5.75. Okay. All right. Because I just made a TikTok like that, too. But it didn't mention penis size. And no wonder I had a bunch of guys that are like, oh, because it was kind of like a, a yes, no. And I, then I'm pointing on different inches. So it's very wink, wink. But and I think I think I put like six to seven as being like the target. Now, of course, I was just, these are just arbitrary. But um, but yeah, pe- guys get really hooked up about the whole length. And it's really, it's so much more than that. And it's not just the ocean motion kind of thing. It's the girth too. Like you got, it's like a nice combination of both. Right. The the nerve endings are all around the entrance there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't be, I mean, you can of course be short and stubby, but I mean, that doesn't exactly, that's not the optimal either. It's just a nice balance. Balance. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I, I saw someone post something about penis fillers. Yeah, well, that you can get them. Yeah, that you can get penis fillers, and the the joke TikTok was a uh, Instagram model I follow. She's just like, dudes talk shit about fillers until they hear that they can get them for their dick. Yeah, well, and I've seen so when I so in this business, right? I had one toy, I had one vibrator before I got into this business. Now I have a whole like little stock room and they're all like in a little, little nice um, storage. Now I see all these other ones and I see there's so many of these sheaths 
for penises? Like, so it, I guess it's, I don't know. It's what would that be like? I don't know, but it's actually, it's to make it bigger though. And I don't know if it's to keep the flaccidity down or, but they're actually, they're, there's a lot of them that you, I guess you put it on and then you go to town. Do you know anything about this, Matt? I, I have not ever. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I, the only things I've ever stuck my penis in are other people and condoms. Sometimes not at the same time. That is a really, that would be a good book title for you. <laughs> <laughs> the only things I've stuck my penis in. Matt Slayer. That's, that's going to be the autobiography. Yeah. I like it. That New York Times bestseller. I'll do the book tour. Maybe stick my penis inside some other people while I'm touring. Wow. Are you married? Uh, <laughs> let me check the paperwork. <laughs> That is a bold statement. Uh, <laughs> Get in where you fit in. Come on. Yeah, I, I guess. Right. Um, so, yeah. So there's all kinds of sex toys. The ones that I think I am the most intrigued about are the um, remote control that can be worked with an app. That is so dangerous. That's so dangerous. Isn't that so? I know. I actually know of a creator and she does this and then she'll sell it. And I won't ever tell you who it is obviously, but she's like, oh yeah, I just keep it in my, in my person that I feel it vibrate. And I'm like, oh honey, blah, blah, blah. The idea of like, oh, Hey, this thing, <laughs> this sex object can be hacked. <laughs> well, I just think it's just a bizarre thing. If you're thinking about like you're someplace, I mean, I kind of like it in a very perverse wacky way of like, do, 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 I'm walking. The, whoa, hello. You know, like you're walking the dog and all of a sudden something happens or you're, you know, driving. I mean, that actually could be really dangerous. That could become a thing. It could. You know, no text and driving, no vibrating and driving. Yeah, I think that definitely falls under distracted driving. I think it does. <laughs> just maybe a little, just a little. The, the most dangerous one I saw was there was something an app enabled like butt plug that, you know, kind of expanded so you couldn't pull it out without the app the person who holds the app giving you permission to remove it i'm like yeah no no oh my no. god oh my god i saw well i saw one they were um it, this was more in the kind of dominant realm of things and they were chastity cages that you could not unlock yourself or whatever but it was like a remote control thing yeah and they have some they have some of these chastity cages and it's because I'm I'm a kid at heart that are glow in the dark. That one kind of sounds fun. But then there are metal ones. And um, again, I've never used this, but I'm intrigued by really weird stuff. And there was um, there's the metal ones, and there's some that look like chainmail. That's really crazy. It's very Game of Thrones, I think. Right? Does it come with the, all the murder? <laughs> and then, but here's my thought. It's like all these guys that are in chastity cages, do they go like, what happens when they go on an airplane? Like, do they keep it on? Because it's metal. I'm sure there's some poor TSA agents that they have to explain it to. <laughs> you think so? So you think they're wearing them? Well, they have to. Some of these guys have to. Oh, some of these guys definitely They're diehard. Yeah. Right. And probably part of the thrill is, oh my God. I'm going to have to admit I'm wearing a chastity cage and that's what's setting off the metal alarm. The scanner like, sir, what's that in your pants? 
Oh my God. Can you imagine? That would almost be worth being a TSA agent. I don't know. I'm- a day, a day. Come on. Just to experience that, to have some guy, especially if he was like in a suit, if he looked very stand up, you know, because those are the guys that usually are the freaks. Um, and I say freaks in a very endearing way, uh, but they usually are the ones that want to be, you know, dominated. And so some guy, oh, like a Ted Cruz. <laughs> no, no, no shade to Ted Cruz. Well, maybe a little, little shade to Ted Cruz. I'm sure he would just slip right out of any chastity device you put him in. <laughs> allegedly, see- allegedly, don't sue me. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you've never, you don't have any proof of that. No, no, this is comedic parody <laughs> or you know, free speech. You're a Republican, free speech. You, you love that, right? I'm just you know, he's shit. just one of those guys that I think across the aisle, we can all agree, not real popular. Yet still keeps getting elected. Uh, uh, that that's that's a whole nother topic for another day, right? Texas, what's wrong with you? What's the poor Texas man? What, <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. No more raw dogging in Texas. Oh, it's just. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I, I used to work for a company in Texas. I used to go down to Texas all the time. I, it, Texas is great in a lot of ways. Although, my God, I was I did this tour once where I was in sales. So I was driving around Texas. And this was probably the uh, mid-90s. And I went to, it was West, no, it was East Texas. And I swear to God, it was like I went into a time change. And I went into the 70s because I went into a couple stores there were women with full-on beehives. We're talking the mid-late 1990s. I mean, like for real, like the ones that full-on Marge Simpson looking. Yeah, like and more than one. So it wasn't like, oh, okay, she's you know retro gal. Nope. Some one horse town has one stylist, and all she knows how to do is beehives. Yeah, or she's just you know. I mean, there are a lot of women that stick with what they know and what is what works for them. Um, that was weird. And when I was traveling, when I was y- even younger and I'm, I'm from the Midwest, of course. So, um, it's, it's a different mentality, but you go down to like the South and a lot of it is very, nor- you know, just like very, whatever, urban, whatever. But I was in it, I was driving through, um, Mississippi once and got out and I started getting out to fill up my car with gas. And the guy's like, Oh ma'am, we do not let ladies do that around here. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, American Taliban, do you allow us drive too? <laughs> Apparently, because he didn't seem to have a problem with that because I was driving, but uh, only if you're picking up your man's food. Yeah, well, maybe I was, but so it was weird though. And then they had this stuff at this um, it was similar area. And I swear to God, it fooled me probably for five years until I read something in a paper and I was like, oh, that was a parody. And it was these little cups and it was called um, like roadkill in a, in a can roadkill. And I was, or it was like canned um, possum or something, but it was like, and and it had a wrapper and it was in this little can. I was like, damn, that is so weird. But you know, I'm in the South and this is just the way they do things. And then later I found out that it was like a, you know, it was a joke and it was like a pudding cup. Remember when pudding cups came in little, yeah. Yeah. And they were endorsed by rapists. Yeah. I remember those. <laughs> yeah. Were they the Jello brand? Yep. Okay. <laughs> He's out now though, isn't he? He is. Yeah. And they got any, th- he got thrown out or something. Yep. 
That's weird. Sad state of affairs. Yeah, it sure is. Didn't mean to be in the mood down there. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, we were just talking about roadkill, too. Um, which is, you know, sad, too. I know one of the times I was in the South, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, just because I'm, I'm originally a Midwesterner, too. I don't know if you're aware. I don't. Are you from the Chicago area? Or, I am where, indeed. Okay. I'm a little north. I'm from Wisconsin. So. Oh, okay. What, like Kenosha? Mm, no, a little outside of Madison, kind of in between Madison and Milwaukee. My parents were divorced. So. Okay. Yeah. So Southern Wisconsin. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. No, I, I'm Chicago born and raised. Okay. But definitely took a road trip down to Florida. And yes. I remember being, being in Georgia and being like, are they giving away shotgun shells with chew at the gas <gasps> station? And they were? They were. Like, yeah. like what the fuck? I know. Isn't it something? Because we're all in the United States and there are some regional differences that are just still there, which I love, which is kind of why I love America and I love traveling and I love traveling all over the place because I love those things where it's just like, and this is just normal for where they are. Like Blue Moon ice cream. Nobody knows about it outside of like the Midwest. Do you know about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, people like don't know about it. The less famous regional delicacies are always fun, too. Yes. Yes. And I'm such a believer in, like, you go and you eat what the locals eat. Right? You'd be amazed, like, how many people don't know what a pizza puff is. A pizza what? A pizza puff. Pizza. Well, see, I don't even really know what a pizza puff is. I'm really north of Chicago. I'm so north of Chicago. I'm like Wisconsin. But okay. But yeah, every almost every hot dog stand in Chicago also offers a pizza puff. Oh, uh, and it is like pizza filling inside like a kind of uh, breaded pastry that's deep fried. Huh. They're actually manufactured by a tortilla company in Chicago. Huh. It is purely a Chicago thing, but it's ranked so low behind like a Chicago style hot dog or deep dish. Or, yeah. yeah. Like, it, and but like true Chicago is like, oh, yeah, I know what a pizza puff is. Interesting. Yeah. See, I'm not I'm north. I'm north, but um, yeah, that and I'm more like t- let's we can talk cheese curds. I can talk cheese curds all day long. You have Culver's. I'm I miss Culver's. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. I was just talking to one of my. I was. Ju- they're all over the place though now, but I think they've hit California. I think they've hit the West Coast. No, right? no, 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 no. Oh, way. I would uh, check because they are aggressively growing. They're probably like, if anything, they're in fucking Vegas or some shit like. Yeah, I don't know, but no, Culver's, I've, I've seen, I've been to the original one, but yeah, no, the Culver's thing, I, I remember I was dating a guy from Italy, he was from Venice, came over, and it's such a weird thing when you are in, like, Wisconsin, and you're showing somebody from someplace amazing, like Venice, <laughs> freaking Venice, like, when I went to see him, we went to um, Burano, and and he showed me this, the Doge's Palace and the Bridge of Sighs and Rialto. And we went to the Dolomites. And, you know, I mean, like, holy crap, like beautiful, exotic things. And then I was like, well, we can go to Lambeau Field and um, we'll go to Lambeau Field. And uh, and it was when Brett Favre was still playing and he was practicing. And I'm just like, Roberto, you, you <laughs> that's Brett Favre right there. <laughs> and he goes. I do not like these uh, American football. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm like, no, that that's Brett Favre. Like he's a, he's a big freaking deal. 
he's a big deal. And this is Lambeau Field. And you are on Lambeau. You're at Lambeau Field. And he's just like, yeah. But he did like the Culver's. He li- did like the Culver's hamburgers. He did like <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah. That and the cheese curds. So he was all up for that. But it was kind of like, okay, where else do I show him? Like, you know. The Mars Cheese Castle, of course. Well, there's that. There's, I mean, there's always cheese. It's Wisconsin. Even though California produces more cheese than Wisconsin does these days. You know what? You guys have good weather. We do. So I, I used to be in California. I loved California. I loved the weather of California. I loved three seasons. Why would you go back to the Midwest? Why? Because my fiance traded me in for a younger model and he said I couldn't stay living with him. Hmm. You can get your own place in California. It's not just one place. expensive, though. Oh, my God. No, I do like California. I'm sure you can make it work. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I was in Orange County. So so for me, being from the Midwest, I would just, I was there and I would just have these big eyes and I'd be like, oh, my God, they really do look like this. You know, I would see them in the wild, the blondes. With their little, at the time, juicy um, couture, remember the juicy butt? Oh, yeah, I remember that. And the zip up, right? The tracksuit things. And I'd be like, oh, my God, there's another one. And they all kind of look the same. Or you'd go out to dinner and there'd be two old guys and obviously their second wives and their hair, the girl, the ladies would look the same. They both have the same blonde hair. It looked like they had the same nose. I mean, it was really uncanny. Yeah, it does get a little Stepford Wives at times. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how, how, and I'm not trying to pinpoint you, but like, are you in the LA area? Oh, I'm in fucking Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are right there. Okay. So yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And I mean, people talk about the traffic, but if you don't have to deal with it every day, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, Though I will say the fires are kind of scary to me. Yeah, the fires only affect the rich people. You think? Is that right? Because Mainland in Hollywood ain't burning down. No. <laughs> there ain't enough wood around us. Like, Gr- Griffith Park caught on fire for a half a second, like, a year or two ago, and they put that shit out super fast. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. I, I do remember, and again, when you're from the Midwest, right, there's things that when you're living in other places that you're like, Whoa, that's crazy. You know, like um, one of the things I don't think a lot of people understand is how being close to the ocean deteriorates like brass fixtures, for instance, which is weird to me because I just feel like, wow, that is not that old. And it's all green. Yeah, because we're close to the ocean. It's all the salt water or not having air conditioning. If you're if you're in a house that's like we were a couple miles from the ocean right near Newport Beach. We didn't have, we didn't air air conditioning. I'm like, how do you not have air conditioning? You're in California. Well, you know, it never gets that freaky hot. It definitely does. And they fucked up. (laughs) I have central air and I will never live in a place in LA that does not have central air. Oh my, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're, how close, are you not close to the ocean? Because I know it gets really hot when you're further in. So I, I'm in the heart of Hollywood. Like I'm not in the Valley. I'm not suffering like that, but you know, the ocean is 10, 12 miles away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was so funny. Somebody was just, I think one of family gathering, one of my nieces, they were just like, well, I'd like to go to Hollywood. And I'm just like, yeah, probably not the best place as a kid for fun. Probably still want to stick with the whole Disney world or Disneyland. Honestly, I don't think Hollywood's a great place to visit as an adult. 
there's, it's not, it's not the same as like New York, as far as you're walking around, there's stuff, stuff, stuff. Yeah. It's, it's spread out. Well, LA is spread out and LA. I'd say this all the time is a horrible city for tourism. Our attractions suck. What makes this place fucking magical is some entertainer is going to do something off the wall and strange, and you just have to be here for it. And you just have to hear about it and jump on it. Yeah. That that's what makes it fucking it's awesome. This, right. It's the sightings. Now I think I've seen more celebrities when I was on business in New York, because you'd just be like walking and I'd be like, that's Liv Shriver. Oh my God. I probably pr- mispronounced his name, but you know, it was like, Oh my God, they just walked by me. You know, like that sort of thing. But I I did my. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's okay. I'm I'm, obviously I ramble. I don't get out much. It's it's okay. Once again, talk show. (laughs) But the bit, the best sighting I saw was um, Warren Beatty in in Beverly Hills. I mean, I thought that was like iconic. There he is getting into a car. I was with a friend of mine who was blonde. I think he checked us out. I don't know. Maybe not. It's your story. He definitely checked you out. Like he delayed yes. getting he delayed yeah. getting in the car and was like, and his his assistant's like, Mr. Beatty, we gotta go. Okay, I guess we'll go. He's like, I guess I'm past that stage. You know the thing about Warren Beatty that's the craziest. He and Cher used to hook up before she was famous. Do you know that? Do you yeah. read about that? Yeah. It was in one of her books. I find that I find that fascinating when because he was already a big star. She wasn't. And then she became a big star. It's just, that's a crazy kind of small world thing. He has uh, definitely had some um, intercourse with some very famous people over the years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was involved with Madonna at one point. Right. That's right. Before he got married and apparently, apparently, allegedly changed his ways. I don't know. It doesn't Stop matter. Getting caught. Yeah, we, right. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, here was here's a random one, though. Um, I was at LaGuardia Airport again, like, way before this adult modeling kind of stuff. And this is just a weird thing. And he definitely was trying to, like, be flirty with me. Her, it was so random. Peter Noonan from um, Herman's Hermits. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it is that's obscure. I can't even believe I noticed, but all of a sudden I looked at him, I was like, God, he looks familiar. And then he started speaking, and then I was like, Oh my god, that's yeah. Yeah, star sightings. Who's the who's the most famous? And I don't even know if you're maybe you're very famous. I don't know. Like, but have you like what's have you been starstruck? I mean, has there been a time you've been starstruck? The one time I was starstruck was well before I worked in entertainment. And what's I ran into Vinnie Paul Abbott from of Pantera fame mm. at a bar in Vegas. And I was starstruck for like half a second. And it was one of those things where like I was in Vegas, me and my buddy couldn't get into a club because we didn't have a gang of girls with us and weren't gonna pay thousands of dollars for bottle service. So we ended up in like the bar next door in the casino and we roll it in and they're like, they're playing a lot of fucking Pantera what is going on? And like, I see Vinny in the corner and I'm just like, I am dressed like a douchebag to go to a club. I'm like, I'm not what, dressed what's like a, a, what's, what's dressing like a douchebag for a guy. Bubby collared shirt, a couple buttons open slacks. Like, you know, okay. So like, 
the kind of that almost the Will Ferrell, you know, when yeah. he did that. Night Roxbury, like yeah, I was yeah. just to go to a nightclub, like a uh-huh. nightclub, <laughs> not like my normal scumbag metalhead self. Okay. And I, you know, go up to video. I'm like, oh, hey, man, big fan. Like, and I'm like, let me buy you a drink. You know, did a shot with him. He, go, he let me buy, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was getting his drinks for free. I mean, why did why were they playing all the Pantera just to like acquiesce or just to like suck up to him because he was there? Yeah, or do much. you think he requested them? Did he say, hey, I'll stay here. I'll stay here for two hours, but you got to play my music the whole time I'm here. One thing I got to admit was amazing about that encounter as well. I'm bullshitting with Vinny. Like at this point, you know, Pantera's way done. He's playing in hell. Yeah. At this point. And he pulls out a laminate for like their new album. He's like, Hey man, you got to check out our new album. You're Vinny Paul fucking Abbott. Like the fact that like, yes, I said like, I'm a big fan of yours, but the fact that you have these on you and you're just like, yo man, you got to check out our new album. Wait, he had, wait, he had the album with him. No, he had like these, uh, like three by five, like laminate, like promotional stuff for the oh, album. Oh, okay. But it's still, like a bag and like, hey. But still for him to reach in and just like, you know, stack them. It's like, yo, you got to check out the new album. Nice. Like, I appreciate the hustle. And the funny thing is you're, yeah. years later, like working in adult, he was always around. So I, you know, definitely partied with him a handful of times after that. So you became like a contemporary of him. Like, I, you know, whoa, not like. I'm not putting that, that out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but I mean, but like a co- collegiate kind of feel instead of like a a, a fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Kind of, yeah. It's just like, oh, hey, hey, Benny, what's going on? Like, it, it's amazing because I I come from music before I got into porn, and it's wild. I was talking to someone about this recently. Like, I made better connections and more success in music working in porn than I ever did working in music. That's interesting. So, well, because hmm. because rock dudes like porn stars, right, 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 and. <laughs> Before, if you were in music, they're like, oh, another guy that plays garage band and is. I was on the, the production side of things. I ran a small record label. Mm. But it's like, none of my acts were big acts. It's just like, oh, hey, another dude with an indie record label. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, don't, isn't it fun? Isn't it fun when we cross paths with people that are like, you know, important to us and they're real? Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, you're a real person. And that's honestly one of my biggest takeaways from like moving from the Midwest to the West Coast was at least growing up in the Midwest, like celebrities in a in almost any form are like, those aren't real people. Those are like fictional characters. And then like, oh, you work an adult long enough, you end up just running into a lot of celebrities from other genres of entertainment because they think it's novel to be around porn folk. Interesting. You're making porn sound more attractive to me. Well, you're in, so I well, hope Well, so. I, I am, but I'm solo. Like, you know, I just do my own stuff. For now. You For now. Know. I don't know. I was approached by somebody, and then I talked to the guy that I work with, um, PR, and he's like, okay, now you know that they're going to expect hardcore stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I still am very Midwest gullible, and I'm like, Oh, I suppose, right? Then he's like, yeah, they're going to expect you to get fucked by a lot of guys. And I'm like, oh. It might just be one guy at a time. It may not be multiple at once. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't do some of these clips that I see with, it's just, it seems too chaotic. (laughs) The gangbangs, it's just too much. I'm like, 
what the, all these penises all over the place what the hell well i mean uh, bless their hearts the ones that do it <laughs> i just it's like too much i'm hmm. sure it was overwhelming for all those women on their first gangbang experience and eventually they're just like eh this is old hat no big deal <laughs> what only 10 dicks today where's the other five <laughs> now are there how many? Okay, so I've seen the whole gangbang stuff with like five or six or more guys. I mean, I suppose there's a limit, right? I mean, like in a scene. I mean, how many? Like twenty? Like in a room? Like I mean, there's only so many people that can fit into a camera scene. But like, how many? So is it more that there's more likely to be more guys in a like in a gangbang kind of thing? Because I know there's guys want there to be more women like in the world of porn. And I'm asking you because I don't watch that much stuff. But I mean, is there some that where you have like a harem of women, like 20 women and one dude? Or is there usually more penises around? Generally more penises because at the end of the day, one dude's not going to be able to perform for that many women. Yeah. The logistics of it. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you for that. Like companies like Legal Porno out of the Czech Republic very much specialize in like triple, quadruple anal. Wait, triple, quadruple? What does that mean? Like multiple penises four? in the or- yeah. So you're saying means- four or five cocks in a butt? In a or, anal? Like, or like two or three in the butt, two in the vagina. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Wow. It's fascinating. I'm never going to do that, but not my cup of tea on what I want to consume, but obviously the business model works for them and they're still doing it. So could you injure your penis doing that? Oh, I'm sure everyone involved could be injured doing that. Like, I mean, just structurally, not uh, take away no disease issue. I mean, oh, that's, no, I'm not talking disease. I'm just talking about I like, mean, I'm just talking just functionally oh, yeah, you know, well, bending. I mean, I mean hell, you can break your cock, right? There's dudes that have broken their cock like, and so, and you know, boy girl scenes just one on one. So, yeah, you could definitely break your cock with multiple thrusting partners at the same time, right? That would just seem like that would be innately a problem. And when you tr- break your cock, what's that like? <laughs> yeah, this dude has never broken his cock. Uh, uh, fuck, I need something wood. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a performer, so I, I, I have, you know, well, I wouldn't say vanilla sex, but I don't have porn sex in real life. Well, wait, if you break your cock, is it like when you break your nose and then you like it's deviated? Do you think? Well, so like you it, break your cock, you rupture, you rupture blood vessels and like it balloons from the blood in like bad ways. And the penis it, does. Yeah. Like it, it, I, from what I've been led to believe, it is a surgical fix that you need. Right. But after the surgical fix, because I have a cat that had that done, it's kind of like they call it cauliflower ear. And that's exactly kind well, of what I, I happened. Really, I really hope their penises don't feel like cartilage because that's what that's what happens with the cauliflower ear. The blood calcifies. That's, that's what, what makes- I'm saying. And then it sh- then it kind of shrivels up. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I wonder what happens. You know, maybe one of your viewers would like to break their cock and find out for us. No, I don't think that's necessary. That seems extreme. That seems extreme. I mean, if they're we- willing to do it with no compensation or. I think you better talk, Matt, let's talk to your legal representation about what you're talking about right now. I would say we definitely are saying don't do it. However, 
if it you happens. have done it and you'd like to comment about it after the fact, having nothing to do with us, because we would never recommend this. Do, do not like I'm going to have to put on like the full on jackass warning. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> don't break your cock. Don't break it for us. Though, if you happen to break your cock right. and you want to come talk about it, I'll have you on for a segment to talk about it. Really? My God, will you let me know when you have that segment on? If it ever happens, sure. I'm not sure I can get a full two-hour podcast out of someone's broken dick, but I'll definitely talk to them for a minute. Oh, come on now. Don't don't short sell yourself. I I mean, oh, I'm, I'm short selling. Don't you think there's dick. two hours in talking about the recovery of a broken cock? Maybe. Oh my God! Now that's an that's an autobiography. Recovery of a broken. I think that's John Wayne Bobbitt's. Or is that a song? That could be a song. What, what genre? Country. My broken cock. It could be. It could be country. That could be a. Bla- hey, Blake Shelton. <laughs> Hi. We got one for you. <laughs> could be. Could be country. Could be death metal. Yeah, could, more... I mean, especially the screaming. But that, that, I feel like that's more breaking someone else's cock, not breaking your own. Like, if you break your own cock, it's country. If you break someone else's cock, it's death metal. If you break somebody. But what if your cock breaks from a broken heart? What if it's that severe? Or what if you get it caught? What if it's in it's injured in a in a truck accident or something? She broke my heart. Then she broke my cock. I don't know. The, the, right. Something about the, the breaking of the heart was so severe. It went down to my cock. Something like it was just that brutal. The break was so bad. You work so, on that. See, there's a reason I, I was on the production side, not the performing side of it. <laughs> As my aunt is like, yeah, we're Matt singing. We're, we're turning the episode off. I'm sorry, Elena, that like people are tuning out now because of my singing. My bad. That's okay. I, I, I sing really terribly as well. Um, and, you know, just ask anybody that I've dated or I've lived with. They'll tell you that I'm not a good singer, but I don't care. I will sing. What's your go-to karaoke song? Well, okay. My favorite song of all time is Suspicious Minds. Like, that's, I just love it. Like, I could sing that freaking all day long. And I could annoy everybody around me with that. But um, with karaoke, I used to um, let's spend the night together. Rolling Stones, because it's fun to be just belting that out. Um, so that's fun. I tr- used to try to do when I was younger, respect. And that's just, that's a hard song, man. Aretha Franklin. There's a reason she is the queen or was she died, right? Maybe She's still alive. I'm... Aretha. Aretha, are you still alive? <laughs> oh, and to the answer, our, our previous, uh, Google results, there yeah. are no Culver's in California. They are in fucking Arizona, Colorado. They're coming. But uh, coming. One, there's one in fucking Wyoming. How's there one in Wyoming and not any in California? Bullshit. They're coming. There's there's got to, they're they're definitely on their way. They're marching. They're marching closer. So you like the Culvers? What do you like about Culvers? The Kurds, of course. Yeah, the Kurds are good. You know, the best Kurds though are the ones that have the really thin, uh, like teriyaki almost, or not teriyaki, the um, tempura kind of like coating, because the Kurds at Culver's are a little bit more bready, not quite as good. You know, you really, the thin crispy is really the best. It is. 
I mean, hell, I'll just eat curds out of the bag, like not even deep fried. Like I'll just, oh, no. oh my God. So when I, when I had this guy from Venice and again, you know, Venice and, and cultured and beautiful. And, and we went to Lambeau field and I was like, okay, we're going to have a brat. <laughs> we are going to have a brat and we're going to have cheese curds. We are going to be. And he was just like, this is like a heart attack on a plate. And I'm like, we're in Wisconsin. <laughs> this is what we do. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That and um, and just the way he came over and he was like dressed again. You're from the Midwest. You understand this. He was dressed very European. You know, like I picked him up. I was like, oh, and those are some orange pants. OK. <laughs> and we're near Green Bay. All right. Well, hope you can fight, man. <laughs> I was thinking, I hope I can fight for him. But yeah, it was that was crazy. But yeah, cheese curds are good. Um, Culver's is on their way. I'm sure they are. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, you guys need butter burgers. We do. We do. But just probably the cost of rent and paying people in L.A. Oh, it could be. And also how the In-N-Out burgers are so that that's probably would be a direct competition. Yeah. Yeah. In-N-Out would definitely be a huge competition. And like In-N-Out's only good for the price point. Like, that's it. It's still just a fast food fucking burger. Now, are they cheaper? But are they cheaper than like um, McDonald's? They're they're more expensive than McDonald's from what I remember. They are more expensive than McDonald's, but they're still not relatively. Like, they're much better quality than McDonald's. So like relatively, you're getting a lot more bang for your buck than you are. Like, yeah, you can go get a fucking McDouble for fucking two dollars or whatever. But it's like McDonald's is garbage. Yeah. In and out's a decent quality burger for three maybe four bucks so yeah do you think your um listeners like hearing us talk about um broken dicks or hamburgers more both <laughs> next they want us talking about hamburgers made out of broken dicks i don't know oh my god oh my lord yeah um oh so here's something crazy you know one of the sightings that i had had and i was with my kid and i'm i don't talk about my kid but a little bit, you know, um, because I've learned so much about men raising a, a boy. But I remember seeing, and this is like iconic. And, and I just we just watched a Marvel Marvel movie yesterday last night, and I was like, probably a year before Stan Lee died, went to like an area Comic Con, and he was there, and he was doing the meet and greet. They were really expensive, of course, but at one point, like there was an opening as somebody was leaving. And I'm like, look, look right there. Remember this. That is Stan Lee. That is Stan Lee. And he is huge. And so he still remembers that. And then of course, Stan Lee died like within a year of that. But I mean, this, we watched this documentary. I can't believe that they haven't done like a real life story on Stan Lee and his, like just a really big picture. Maybe it's in, de- it has to be in development. There might be, you know, weirdness with his estate on that. Like there's a lot of controversy around Stan as well. So. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know about the controversy except for the last year. A lot of the controversy stems around from like Marvel allegedly stealing authors rights to their characters and stuff like that. Yeah, but has that, I mean, has that something like maybe, okay, I can see where maybe that would stop a a story, but I think the coolest thing I heard, and maybe it's just lore, 
But I heard that when he met his wife and this one for me, I was like, oh, my God, that's a movie. And he met his wife. She opened up the door and he was like, I've been drawing you my whole life. Baller move, Stan Lee. (sighs) And then they were married for like forever. They were married forever. And then she died and he just kind of like wilted. And he was like, I talked to somebody that was like with his entourage and he was like, yeah, no. And I'm like, God, he's really old to be doing these things. And he goes, no, once his wife died, he's like, keep me from home. I don't want to be home. I want to be out here meeting fans. Just keep me busy. I can't, I can't be home. I don't want to think about it. So I was like, whoa, that's a great love story. Well, that's, that's the crazy about like the older generation's crazy, like institutionalized love stories. Like they're just so intertwined in each other's lives. They just don't know how to go on without the other one. Yeah. Right. I I just thought that was interesting. Cause I had watched, did you ever watch um, the, the uh, movie about um, wonder woman, the origins of wonder woman? It was called professor Marston. I did not, but I know some of them like, you know, a lot of it's based around bondage. Right. No, it totally. And polyamory. Right. So it's very timely. And this, so you can get it like on Prime Video and I watch it on Prime Video, but, and it was starring um, a guy that was pretty well known. I can't think of him off the hand, but I think he was on in Star Trek or something, one of the Chris Pine Star Treks. But anyway, it was fascinating. I tell people about this all the time. I'm like, Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman about his wife, his lover, and then they both had kids around the same time and they were all living together and there was definitely bondage. So you see them, how they interweave the lasso of truth and how that came from his involvement in truth telling and, and the lie detector. Have you ever been hooked up to a polygraph? I haven't. Like they, they actually put a strap around your chest as part of it. Right. Cause isn't it basically they're, they're taking your. They're monitoring your vitals. Yeah. So he, so they go into that and his um, what he did to kind of further that he some people say oh he um invented that but he really didn't because he but he like invented maybe part of it like he got you know kind of close there but yeah so i love the whole i love the wonder woman the marvel i just wish dc would do better with their movies it's so sad they're just not about that life they're just not about me i don't know why I don't know why, but they're because they have good stuff to work with, but they're but Marvel just does it so much better. I think part of it is just the pimp hand of Kevin Feige on the Marvel side. Like, yeah, a lot of these directors are given wide berths of creative control, but all in all, Kevin Feige's like, no, this is the overall vision. This is what it's gonna be, where it really seems like DC, they're just kind of like go wild, do it, you know, continuity, tone whatevs just do what you want right and it's and they're not funny they're not funny and tonally like some of them are really fucking bad like yeah i i know everyone for the most part really enjoyed the first wonder woman movie yes me too i I because obviously like i love i i even did i've done photo sets i even did a little video oh i I saw the wonder woman cup you're drinking out of yeah oh yeah i know it's not fun But, um, but I actually got a replica costume on Etsy made specifically for me of the Linda Carter one, because that's what I grew up on, you know, and I was, and so that was cool. So I put pictures of that all over, but, um, 
but yeah, so I had that and I actually did a wonder milf, um, video with, with, with a clear chair. Nice. On my only fans where I was like, I was pretending that I was doing like a little sex show for Batman for Bruce at his request. And so then I taped it. It's very kitschy. Sometimes I do these vanity projects. I, I understand what, what Hollywood actresses do. Cause sometimes I do stuff just for me, like, like that. Or when I did one, I got a replica. I dream a genie, evil sister, evil genie sister. And I got that costume. Cause I'm like, okay, I can legitimately, if I use this, I can legitimately, you know, use this and deduct the cost off taxes. I'm using this. And then I, you know, took pictures and I did a video of like a jerk off um, video of, of her, sorry, if there's a implication for licensing, but um, of her helping guys, you know, jerk off as I was masturbating and, and it was fun and it was kitschy and it didn't sell amazingly great, but you know what? That was my passion project. That was fun for me. And you got to do that sometimes as an artist, you have to do that. Right. And so I get that now when I see actress and actresses do stuff, I'm like, I get that. You get a certain amount of success and you're like, you know what? This is for me. I want to do this. Well, and especially when you get to that level and you have so many people like trying to guide and manage your career, you have to do shit for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, so I, t- again, I went off on a little thing, but it's, it's fun. Where were we going with the DC comics? Well, real quick, before we go back to that, I, I'm curious. Do you think Bruce Wayne tips sex workers well? Or is it just fun because you're he's like, but I'm Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne has to be making use of sex workers. He has to be. He is. The guy is and running I bet Wayne's he's into kinky shit, and I bet he's a submissive. Oh, yeah. But and on top of it, the guy's running Wayne Tech and being Batman. He doesn't have time for an actual relationship. He just right. has time to, like, Alfred, break out the book. Call... Yes. 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 And I bet they're all flavors of the rainbow. Cause I, I would think that he would want to have sex with every, you know, like it, I don't think he has a type, but I would bet that he gets into some kinky stuff where he is getting tied up and then he can't use his special powers or whatever. But money but, is his special power. What? Right. <laughs> yes. It Right. It's his gadgets. More so, more so really even than like um, Iron Man. Hell, and depending on who's telling the story, Bruce Wayne isn't even inventing his own gadgets. He has people in his R&D department doing it. Tony Stark is at least making his own gadgets. Right. Bruce Wayne is, his only power is being rich. Right. Being rich and crazy. That is true. I wonder if he like, he, non-canonically of course, but like gets into a hard fight with Poison Ivy or a Catwoman and like, Hires the sex workers like, okay, you have to put this on. Oh, sure. You mean to like make himself feel good and and to play it out? Yeah. Oh, now who's going to be? Oh, Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman. Yep. And here we go again. I don't know. I mean, he was good as vampire guy. I guess. I was never into the Twilight movies. So Wonder Woman, fantastic. Her first one. I could watch that whole paradise island all day long and i'm i'm a straight girl but like that just was just visually phenomenal it was so beautiful that 
feel that they gave that. And and her love story was with Chris Pine, Steve Trevor was beautiful. Made me you know? angry. That, that that love story made me angry. Well, what made me angry when they freaking killed him off right away. I was like, well, that's it. What made me angry about them killing him off is like I liked the the role dynamic where he was basically the stereotypical damsel in distress. What and then she was off, like, nope. Right. Like she was the you know stereotypical hero protector of him. But what pissed me off about that shit was in the final act, in the final fight with spoilers for if you haven't seen Wonder Woman for whatever reason, mm. when she's fighting Ares, she's losing the fight and then Chris Pine dies and like, oh my God, my man died. Now I have the strength to defeat you. That shit pissed me off. Like, yeah, well, it's it's kind of like the whole mother lifts a, a car off a child because the adrenaline rush. Don't you think that's kind of what they were like? Oh, yeah, they didn't need that. She should have just been winning. Yeah, she, she should have been just winning. It is weird when somebody that's part God. Who's been who's trained not. for this her whole life. Her whole right. pur- purpose in life was to beat this dude. This one dude. Oh, that dick I had a couple times is really what's going to inspire me to win this fight. <laughs> not my lifelong training. Not avenging my mother. Not, you know, avenging all the Amazons. That one dick. And now that it's gone, I'm going to kick your ass, bro. Hmm. I, I guess I was too stuck on being mad that they killed him off and, and being that I, that didn't even piss me off as much as I was like, no, did she even hear what he said? Oh my God. No. And I was, oh, but the second movie, God talk about mad. That second movie pissed me off for so many levels. And it could have been so good. I grew up 1984. That was my time. Like I lived that time, but again, Freaking Captain Marvel did it 20 times better. You know, it was terrible. And that whole, it was icky. There was an icky factor that Chris Pine's body, like he was in somebody else's body, but then she was like with him. And then, oh, then he got sucked back out and he was, oh my God, I hated it. I didn't even bother with it. I saw the trailers like, yep, that's going to be real bad. Never mind. Yeah, well, you were right. And I know a lot of people felt the same way. And it's so sad because- Gotta agree. I mean, as far as personality, Gal Gadot, she is a star. She is wonderful. She is wonderful. And I would crawl over broken glass for a night with her. Yeah. And she's not only gorgeous, but she just seems like fun. She seems like a really cool person. And yeah. like, if shit ever went down, she was in the Israeli Defense Force. She can defend me. Right. Right. And at first I was like, not so sure because she was not as full figured as I... Because, again, brought up on Linda Carter, right? I was right. kind of hoping for that kind of Amazon that was just curvy and stuff. But then I got over it once I watched her, and I was like, this is awesome. So are there any – there must be one in the works right now for a Wonder Woman 3. Or another Justice League or something. They're just going to keep throwing money at it until this bubble on superheroes eventually bursts. Oh, you think it's going to – when is it going to burst? Uh, who knows? Who fucking knows? Marvel is definitely acting like it's never going to. But at one point, like, Westerns and musicals were all the fucking rage. Eventually, people are going to be over this shit. Right. That's interesting. Well, hmm. Do you think... So, at one point, they thought musicals that were going to come back. I don't think that... There was that La La Land or something. Well, the the occasional musical comes back and, like, does well. Of course, a movie that is all about succeeding in Hollywood is going to do well (laughs) for the Oscars. (laughs) They're like, yay! (laughs) Like, it's about us. It's about us. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling have great chemistry together and are really charming individually. Of course, that was going to do well. Yeah. But as right, it did not. 
prompt a whole lot more. Well, and there's been some great Westerns since like the, you know, end of like Westerns being a mainstream genre. Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven is a phenomenal film. One best picture of the year. Doesn't mean that like Westerns are coming back hard. Right. So I have a feeling like the superhero genre is never, I mean, the superhero genre never went away. They've been making superhero movies to one degree or another for a long time before the MCU. You know, Blade got a whole trilogy. That's a Marvel character. Now, have you seen um, the new, like, I'm looking forward to the Eternals. I've heard mixed reviews. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to see it. Okay. I, I just think visually, it seems really interesting. I don't know any of the backstory, the origin stories or any of that kind of stuff, but it just visually, it looks really appealing and kind of like, take me away, you know, get me into a different kind of a pretty plan. I mean, but you got Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. It's like, it's kind of visually pretty, right? Definitely. And that is one thing Marvel has done really fucking well is they're like, yeah, obscure Marvel characters. No one gives a fuck about. We'll make you care about them. Yeah. Like, yeah. did, did anyone give a flying fuck about the Ant-Man before Paul Rudd was playing the character? No. No, Paul. but Paul Rudd is, is very engaging. I will say, though, I watched Black Widow, and I'm all about women on screen, all about women empowerment, but it was a tough movie. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was not great. Yeah, it was. I would say the sister, her sister in it, actually kind of shown a little bit more. She she was good. She was phenomenal, and like she's gonna obviously go on within the MCU. Right. Have you ever seen uh, Fighting with My Family? No, what's that? It is a believe it or not a WWE biopic. Okay, where, uh, it's based on the story of Paige, who very much made a huge impact in women's wrestling. Okay, and the same actress who plays Black Widow's sister plays Paige in it, and. Basically, Flor- uh, I think her name's Florence Pugh or something. Yeah, some. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Florence Pugh plays Paige, and Paige's background is she's the daughter of a like independent wrestling promoter from the UK who's also a wrestler. His mother, her mother, was also a wrestler. Her brother was also a wrestler. Like her whole family were professional wrestlers, and she was able to make it in the WWE and like be multiple time world champion. But it was kind of her origin story, like growing up. In this poor carney esque, yeah, and that that would be kind of a carney esque. That's an interesting term. You know the other thing she was in because I had to look it up. I don't know when if you're watching movies and then you go like, why does that person look so familiar? And then you have to Google them to see like what else they were in, and then it's like I, I become kind of like stuck on that until I figure it out. Um, she was in Little Women. I didn't know that. Yeah, she played um like kind of a nice innocent one of the innocent sisters or something in the oh. in the latest incarnation of little uh, women and that's still like a number of years old yeah it might be a couple not not much we're not talking the kira knight one or what it, okay, there okay. Was, we're talking one that was come on audience um no it was more recent it was only a couple years old i can't remember who the the main gal was i'm sure she would love to know that but but yeah so that there was that um, I miss going to the movies though. Are you going to the movies like in person? I've been to one movie since like things have started to reopen. I went and saw uh, Shang Shang Chi. Oh, you did? That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I would have too if it wasn't. Uh, you know, I'm just not going to 
movies yet. I have a kid that's not old enough to be vaccinated. I'm somebody that's going to get him vaccinated. And I'm just like, Darren, we got this far. You can't get your kid a fake ID? What's going on? (laughs) Well, no. Yeah, no. I don't think that works. I don't think you can do that for vaccines. Do people do that? Have they been doing that? I'm sure somebody is. I'm sure somebody is. Fake ID. Somebody, were you talking about that with somebody else on, because I heard some other like talk show, they were talking about a fake ID for the COVID vaccine. Well, I mean, people are definitely forging vaccine cards. This is the first time I ever mentioned faking a government ID to get your vaccine early. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. What a crazy world we're, we're in. But, you know, I'm grateful for it because I, I don't know, you know, the whole OnlyFans, I don't know if that would have been as popular. Now I got in on it late. So I got in at late after seeing how other MILFs were making a lot of money. And I was like, wow, maybe I could make some money, you know? And, um, and I, and I saw them and I'm like, and they're not perfect. And their boobs aren't because my boobs aren't perfect, but boy, guys like them, you know, like, and they're natural. And, um, but you know, before I started doing this, I was self-conscious about a lot of stuff about not looking like the cookie cutter. And so I wonder if before the COVID thing, um, you know, I, I don't know if I would have, if OnlyFans would have gotten this attention, certainly wouldn't have grown as big as oh, it has. Definitely wouldn't have grown as big. And I, I think part of the reason for OnlyFans success is the, the access to you. It's not just they're seeing you do your scenes naked. It's also like, oh, hey, I am directly paying you money and I may get a chance to interact with you. And I'm sure there are a lot of dudes in the back of their head like, oh, there might be a chance that like I could actually. Yeah, I get that. Because they ask or they'll be like, hey, and so there are restricted words on OnlyFans. One of them is meat, you know, because you can't solicit prostitution and I'm not a prostitute. So, you know, whatever, it's no judgment. But so I would never like try to do that. But there are certain words. Young is one, too, which I thought was interesting. You can't like even if I would write something to a fan and I'd say, well, when I was younger, I can't. You're using a restricted word. Meat is a restricted word. So what people go around it and put M33T. But yeah, guys will be like, hey, you know, like, do you ever meet up with your fans? And I'm like, nope. But they're definitely other. Only but they fans. get to know me, you yeah, know, they get to know you. And there are definitely other people on OnlyFans that probably are. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Hey, if the illusion that there's a possibility of it's still there people will probably continue to spend the money just like dudes at strip clubs. The likelihood of that dancer going home with you is 0.001. But that, that, that there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance, right? Yeah, exactly. There's a chance. I, 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 I'm the exception, not the rule here. I can, I, I can make it happen. Like yeah. dudes are dumb. Dude. Yeah. Well, and, and because, well, I guess there is a chance, but you know, there's also a chance that you can be with a Hollywood star too, but you know, not a, not a good chance. Right. But as long as dudes think that it's within the realm of possibility, because being able to interact with you is still one step closer than watching traditional pornography and trying to interact with you on Twitter. You know, it is interesting because um, one of the things that surprised me is how often my guys like seeing me in more of my natural state, you know, not made up. They'd rather see me like, 
I mean, one of one of their favorite picture, I remember them just being like, oh, my God, that's so hot. I was eating a Cheeto in my kitchen and I just thought it was funny. I was like, and oh, naked, by the way. But <laughs> it wasn't like I was wearing a sweatshirt, so I was naked, but I just took a selfie as I was just like Cheeto, you know, and they loved it. So like they really like that and they really like me wearing glasses. Which, you know, because you're wearing glasses and you're a producer, the freaking glare, if I could figure that shit out, I would be much happier because anytime I'm wearing glasses, oh, yeah, the you know, right there, the monitor is right in the reflection right there. Yeah. So what do you have a ring light? Mm-mm. No, you have like block light or something. Um, so I, I use a uh, dome diffuser. Oh, a dome diffuser. Yeah. So that's a little bit better, but still you have the reflection. So I had ring lights, like these long light things. It's just easier to find. But a lot of times I just wear, I do wear my glasses and I just kind of make sure that I tilt my head in a way that doesn't. Well, yeah, the the angle I'm sitting at, like barely you're reflecting. No, you're good. And, but I'm also like arms distance from the monitor right now. Like when I'm normally doing these in person, yeah, there's no reflection. Uh, I need a lighting person. I try, you know, like I do everything by myself. So that's what's, it's also difficult. And sometimes, you know, some of my fans will be like, oh, you know, it'd be really great is when you're doing a scene and you could do it from like this and then you can move it. And I'm like, I doing this by myself. Like I don't have a team. So I try like, and I try and I try to make it realistic because again, I'm a solo creator. I'm not having sex with anybody. I'm not opposed to that, but I'm not. Um, and so sometimes I'm having to be really creative with the angle of a camera or like from underneath and still make it look good and make it look kind of realistic. And, but, but I don't have this swinging thing of, you know, being able to really want to spend a bunch of money, which you can buy programmable, you know, motorized dollies and shit like that. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be crazy? That might be distracting for me. (laughs) It's just like, well, cause you can. Uh, if you have a gimbal and then like a motorized slider, you really could just like. And would I just program it? But how yeah. would I know like that I'm like standing at the right time for, you know, because it's all I, like. You generally can hook the camera up to a wireless monitor and like have the wireless monitor outside of the sight line of the camera, out of the angle. So you can like, yeah. quick, click a glance over and make sure that you're in frame and you're in focus. If you want to get crazy <laughs> with it. If you want to get crazy with it. Oh my gosh. There's just. Yeah, the production part is tough. Like to the to the point where I I did ask. Well, I asked actually a guy friend of mine who I dated twenty years ago. I was just like, "Can I just use you for a stunt dick?" Like, because I get asked to have sex on camera sometimes, and he's like, "Um, I'm not comfortable with that." So, and I'm like, "Okay, I get it. I mean, I do get it. If you're not making a living at this." And this is a thing, like a lot of my fans are like, well, I would volunteer. And of I'm like, yeah, would. but of I got to, but I said, you don't understand what you have to go through to be vetted. To, like, I need your ID. I need you to sign paperwork. I need to kind of make sure that, you know, you're okay. And I kind of have to be kind of attracted to you too. So, but just the legal stuff, they don't understand because I'm not doing anything illegal and I need to make sure that I've got the model release and that they are tested out, that 
they're not going to give me something I don't want. You know what I mean? Um, but they're, they're like, oh, I would totally volunteer. No, you might not. When it really comes to it, you might not. And plus, then you got to perform. You got to be able to get it up, keep it up on camera, stop, start, pop when you need to. Right. It's not an easy job. There's only there's a reason that there's only a handful of dudes that you see in every fucking porn because only so many people can fucking do the job. Right. Right. So even though I'm just kind of low budget only fans solo, you know, I would need you to perform like you're performing, you know? And and if you're telling me that you're getting off on my pictures and you're not even buying my damn videos, then I don't know how far you'd get if you were here in the real thing. Like how much, how much could I get on camera? <laughs> Is your dick aesthetically pleasing? Cause it right. Cause they, they all aren't. I do dick ratings. I see a lot of dick. They are not all made the same. Yep. Yep. Not every, like, could you be a model? Well, could your dick be a model? Right. Right. Could your dick be a model? And, you know, here's the thing, too, and a lot of creators, and they don't really talk about, obviously, we're not going to, but it's just like, really, are you sending me your dick pic, uh, you know, like, without some kind of tip? Like, you're thinking that this is going to be like, oh. <laughs> this is something mm. we've discussed on the show multiple times. Like, we're not certain, but, like, the consensus is it's two things. It's one, the dumb male mindset of like, well, if I got unsolicited you know, nudes from someone I was attracted to, I'd be thrilled about it. Right. Two, yes. The gross dominance thing of like, that's right. You have to see my fucking dick. Cause I sent it to you. Right. Right. I've subscribed to you. I don't think it's for me, for my guys. I don't think it's that. I think it's like they're offering to me of, t- <laughs> but it is, it's like, they're offering like, Look at how happy you make me. Look at, you know, and it's like, or, you know, oh my God, sometimes I get their cum shots, which is, again, I mean, I guess it's flattering, but, you know, um, but sometimes I'm in it. <laughs> sometimes it's a, it, and if it's a video that they bought, they bought, okay, I guess I'm more happy about that. But, but yeah, the unbidden, especially when they're a new subscriber and it's just like, well, nice to meet you. I mean, I really haven't gotten many face pictures, but I've seen a lot of dicks and not, not just for like ratings, like just as a, how do you do? Well, hi, Elena. I'm new here. <laughs> here. I'm new here. This is my penis. This is what I'm stroking <laughs> thinking about you. And then some guys are like, do you mind that I get hard and I stroke off to you? And I'm like, honey, that's the point. Like, that's, that's okay. That's, you wouldn't be here if you weren't. I mean, they could be critiquing your film technique. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I oh, don't yeah. think so. I don't, I, maybe. I mean, some of them are pretty good, I think. I think, I mean, I try to be really creative. Like that whole, that invisible chair, I was really proud of some of my techniques. Like I took the, the camera underneath at one point. Nice. With, wait, and this is where I got detailed. I had a clear dildo. And a clear acrylic chair. I was really in the whole Wonder Milf thing. I was really proud of that. You're in the Invisible Mile High Club? No, what's that? Well, 
flies invisible jet so oh yeah. right oh yeah there you go i was like what that's a thing i love that well it is yeah. now hey you know what they didn't bring i don't think they had the invisible jet they didn't they definitely didn't they haven't done that they Not haven't incorporated movie. that nope you know the other thing they haven't done is the wonder twins do you remember the wonder twins do you remember the justice league yeah but that was all the wonder twins were just invented for super friends oh was it i don't think they were actual characters before super friends oh interesting i feel like the wonder twins were invented as like the kid stand-in like hi kids this is the you know this is your stand-in characters the wonder twins yeah right well kind of like like the ewoks when they brought them in on the third movie like oh we have to do merchandising hey let's bring in these characters yep yeah that's funny yeah i mean that's the other thing with my kid i decided like we're going to watch all the star Wars movies, like from start to finish all nine, like in like every weekend for a number of weekends. And that was really fun to see them like the way I saw them. So it wasn't like you're supposed, you know, it wasn't the chronological order. It was. The yeah. It was, order. it was more like how I saw them like 1977, you know, the new hope then, and then, the way it should be done in my very judgmental kind of way. The the prequels hold up better than they should, but it's really just weird to me that like you had the look of star Wars. And then when you rolled out the prequels, you're like, yeah, we're not going to go with the, the classic aesthetic, even though this takes place before. Right. Yeah. But- I didn't even think about it just visually in that man. I mean, I just, Here's the deal. I remember watching the first prequel after I got back. I I had been traveling for work and I got and I fell asleep in the theater during a pod race. And I had been so looking forward to it. But the pod race actually like did. I did one of these things where, you know, you you fall asleep and your head like flies back because it was because. And I think it came down to I didn't care. (laughs) I didn't care about these characters. I didn't care about them. And then I went back and I watched, I remember this is in the nineties, whenever the prequel came out. And then I watched the first one and I realized like, I cared, I cared right away. I cared about Leia. I cared about Luke. I cared about their characters. That to me, that was the fundamental. That was the difference. You care about them. Cause like there's better character development on top of it you know what's going to happen with Anakin Skywalker at the end of all I think this- that was a big part of it too. Yeah. I I think that was a big part. He becomes, you know, he's an asshole. So you're like, and he's an asshole kid. Right. He's a shitty brat. He's a shitty bratty kid. Then when it gets to Hayden Christensen, he's just kind of a prick who knows yes. why Padme is like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this dude. Right. And why did they make him so much younger than well, that, her? That's all. That's always been in the story. Like in the, Oh, it has that, that really, that he was little. So that was weird too. But yeah, I mean, bless his heart. He's probably selling, what is he doing now? Like you probably know you're in the know, like Hayden Panettiere, whatever, what is he like a manager of a Starbucks? I don't know. What is I he? I don't know. Now? I am. He did, bless a his other, heart. he did a couple other movies besides Star Wars, but he did. It just, it didn't work. The, the little kid who played Anakin in uh Phantom Menace just gave up acting. Like he got after being panned so hard for his performance, he Aww. just gave up acting after that. 
Uh, he wasn't that bad. I mean, for a kid it, actor, I mean, you know, fucking what, whiny, but I mean, that might oh, have been he, well, yeah, but, but was he playing that because that's how they wrote it? Star I'm Wars not fans are fucking him. brutal. What was that? Star Wars fans are fucking brutal. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, the funny thing is my kid is almost 12. He goes, his takeaway. First of all, he loved the prequels because he thought they were hilarious. And he made me get him um, because then, then he found out that one of our friends had a had a T-shirt that said, I don't like sand. <laughs> Do you know the the famous like there's like it, so it's a meme of when Padme and Anakin are like sitting down and having like a picnic lunch or something. Oh, yeah, she, I've, I've definitely seen. Oh, I've definitely he seen says, the meme. He goes, I don't like sand. It gets every place. It's coarse. It's grainy. I mean, my kid could tell you what the exact thing is because he just thought that was hilarious and it's so stupid, you know, but and he just loved it. So then I'm like, sure enough, there are T-shirts out there that say I don't like sand. And they're in the Star Wars font, which is it's hilarious. Yeah, that yeah. was a disaster. I, I just, Those movies were just like. And then I'm just crying like a baby when when Han and, you know, Car- Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford are back on. And then I'm just like, oh, oh, there yeah. they are together. But the, the last three were also really fucking bad. Uh, yeah, but I got I got past that because of the sentimentality. But that's what they're counting on. That's what they played you for. I, I, you know what? I'm, I was here for it and I don't care. I was here for it. I got to see them. And then when I read um, Carrie Fisher's The Princess Diaries, and then for me to, to realize like the two of them had had this major affair during the original, you know, then it just brought a whole nother light. When I watched them together, I was like, they have a real deal history together. Oh, they do. And my, my favorite is like one of the interviews with Carrie Fisher, like later in life, she's like, I've had a good life. I got to bang prime Harrison Ford. She did. <laughs> but she was just, she said it like that. I know she was body. I loved her. What a loss when she died. Cause she was, she was an entertaining celebrity and strong and fun. She was such a badass, And it's just like gone too soon, but just to be like, yep. Bang the, Prime Harrison Ford. Yeah, in in the prime. You know, I think that's what a lot of celebrities, you know, like some guy, some celebrities, you know, they age really well. But yeah, it's like, right. He was in the prime. I mean, he's still very cool and fun. And he's still married to Callista Flockhart, right? I think so. Don't you? Haven't you been to their house? Hung out? Uh, not with their knowledge. <laughs> Let's not talk about that on the Internet. Um, that was supposed to be off air. Lena, you trying to get me in trouble here? That's not staying in post. I'm just a Midwest mom trying to make a living. <laughs> trying to get me thrown in jail. Oh, I don't know. Do you need any help with that? Obviously, I've never been arrested. No, good. Not come with me either. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it that way. I just don't get caught. Come on. Yeah. So what? What's the picture behind you? It's kind of creepy. But I don't have my reading spectacles on. Which picture? Is the guy? You? Does he have a gun up to his nose? Uh, no, see, right she. now I feel she. Who is that? Just some art I found. It's a gun, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of like you know doing the hush with the. Uh, now I feel like your mom. I'm just like, oh no. 
No, my mom approves. So no. He does? Yeah. yeah. My mom listens to the show. So Yeah. Hi, mom. That's cool. Yeah. And her biggest takeaway is like, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're having sex. <laughs> That's it. That's her biggest takeaway, yeah. And that you have a home. You're yeah. making a living. It's probably important too. But I'm yeah. glad she's she likes that you're having sex. Where is she um she close by or she's still in the Midwest? She's downstate Illinois. Oh, okay. That's inter- downstate. That's an interesting. I'm not sure where the line is, but whenever I've traveled down south, there's that point, you know, when you're like, you're, you're like, okay, I'm still in the Midwest. I'm still it's cornfields. I'm going to get out. I'm going to get gas, whatever. Still. In, and then there's that point where you go, okay, they're talking different now. Now they have a little bit of a lilt. They have a little bit of a Southern thing happening. Oh, I like to think it's the minute you get south of I-80. Oh, okay. So that's, is that like what, um, normal and is that normal Peoria or what? Uh, normal Peoria is definitely south of 80. Yeah. Yeah. And you start, it's just a, it's a funny thing when that, that first time you go, it's a little bit south now. Yeah. When they start becoming Cardinals fans, it's like, okay. Oh, that too, I suppose. Yeah. You can definitely tell, you know, like in Wisconsin too, there's the surrounding where you have the mixed the mixed of the Vikings and the Packers. And then there's the bears and the Packers, but then everything up there, it's all Packers. Well, yeah. You don't want to get lynched. No, no, no. It's, it's a, it's a big deal. Like when people, you know, being from Wisconsin, are like, are you a Packers fan? I'm like, I think you have to be, especially when I lived in Appleton, it was like, it's not like there's shit going on in green Bay besides the Packers. No, there really isn't. And so I lived in Appleton. I actually dated a Packer for a while. Is that who you're trying to get come back in Stuntcock? Oh, he was lovely. He was just, he was, a, you know what? For, and and it's not, it's not Brett Favre. Just to make that clear. That, I'm not that would be disclose. wild. Just be like, yo, guy from yeah. Italy. I used to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's important. Yeah, no, I didn't say I used to fuck one of his one of his uh, co-workers. Um, but um, no, but that you know what? I will tell you, like, I think probably a lot of pro athletes and I've only been with one, but probably get a bad rap of probably being very not generous lovers and not good and stuff. My guy was he was really lovely, very generous, good good stuff no i'm sure he won't be it and you know here's the thing my fans don't want to see me with an old guy like the kind of guy that i am going to date in real life most likely you know around my age i don't know you know maybe maybe as young as 40 um but like a baby like you are but um (laughs) i mean i'm not going to date a 25 year old well, no, you're just going to fuck him on film and send him on his right. way. Right. But that's like, what they want. That's pack, what they want. Right. That's what they want to see. They want to see the pack him up brown paper bag and send him on his way afterwards. Right. <laughs> here's your, here's your lunch. The paper bag lunch. Here's some bus fare for you. Make sure you get home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably do an Uber. Oh, to go home. You know, and there's not a lot of buses here. Right. I'd, I'd probably, I'd spring an Uber here. No, but that's a funny thing. Like they would like to, they would like to see me with a young guy um, to do that fantasy. And, you know, 
not opposed to that, I guess, you know, twist my arm. Um, but, <laughs> but, but the thing they don't want to see me with is a young woman hmm. that, so I, I, I've done polls. I've kind of asked, I mean, it's all kind of nebulous and like, I'm just asking right now, but, um, and, and, but they'd love to see me with an older woman. So somebody about, so, which makes sense, right? If you're into MILFs, what's better than one old MILF, two old MILFs, 10, <laughs> A regular milf orgy yeah so but but not a you know so i was telling an old boyfriend of mine i'm like he and he was talking he's like well you know i'm never gonna do that with you and i'm like listen nobody wants to see that anyway you're 57 years old nobody wants to see us together anyway it's not like it's rings on a tree they don't can't necessarily tell the age of the cock if you shoot at pov well that is funny because i did ask when i Ask somebody else about that. He goes, well, you know, I said, it's not like your face is going to be on there. Like your face. Is, and he goes, oh, I don't know. I'd have to get in better shape. But he goes, but you know, I do shave that area. So they wouldn't see that it's all gray. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. You'd really have to shave that close. Cause you know, that would be a thing. Or you could just dye it. I suppose I do guys wait now. Okay. Do guys in porn dye their um, pubic hair? No, most dudes don't have pubes. So. They, oh, right. Because it probably gets in the way. So they just shave it. Do, oh, what do you guys? Oh, my God. We should have started on this earlier. What do um, what do porn guys do? They do they get a laser removed? Do they just shave? So then there's stubble, which would be problematic if you're giving a blowjob a lot and you're getting, um, you know, burn, beard burn. Well, I think a lot of dudes are shaving it and just shaving regularly. OK, they're not getting it waxed. I mean, I'm sure some of them are getting waxed. I'm sure some people are getting it lasered. Yeah. As I said, never been a performer, so. Well, yeah, I, but you're around, but you've been around the guys. I, I, I will I will ask some people, but I'm fairly certain most people are just shaving it. Yeah. They're just I know shaving. in my personal life, I just shave. Right. Well, that's okay, but you're not, you know, you're not on camera. No. You know, professionally, allegedly. Am amateurly, I'm not on camera either. Like, really? No. Nope. So that's interesting. So because I've never been on camera amateurly either, like at all, ever. I mean, I think, you know, a couple of phone sex things with guys when they were long distance. But um, but before this, I I was never one of those like, oh, yeah, let's film us having sex. Like that was never a thing. So it's that's crazy. But um, so you've never done that. You no, never never had a desire to. Uh, yeah. Hell, I was joking about this on Twitter the other day. I accidentally sent my first dick pic earlier in the week. To? To a performer I do edit content for. <laughs> so we were in Vegas like two weeks ago. And while they were out, I decided to do a photo shoot of myself in like the jacuzzi. Nice. Like set up, my, set up my lighting, set up the cameras. like, And it, you know, there's a picture of the final product on Instagram of like me smoking a cigar with a bottle of whiskey on like the side of the tub. And then, but how did the dick pic come about? So there were like, oh, I took 141 pictures during the course of that. Were you, were you drinking heavily? No. Okay. On the same SD card was a bunch of content I shot for her on the same trip. And when she needed it, I just dumped the SD card to a Dropbox and sent it to her. Ah. And all of a sudden I get a text back there like, I just went through a hundred pictures of you like in a bathtub. Is that your dick floating in there? I'm like. <laughs> yes, it is. My bad. 
my bad. <laughs> but if anyone's like, I'm actually going to send my dick to like, obviously it's not cool. I didn't intend to send her my a picture of my penis, but right. if anybody's like, well, I edit your porn. So like it's, it's only, it's equitable that you've seen my dick now. Right. And you know, there's <laughs> a certain point where it, there's a desensitization that's awkward, but of, um, I've seen so many dicks now, but I also see so much pussy. I see so much pussy. I see, I see so many assholes and, and breasts that it's just a day at the office, right? Like, cause when I'm doing shout outs with other women and, and, you know, and sometimes they're really like um, stylized or they're very um, blurred out or, you know, like um, filtered. I've got a little bit of a filter on this. Cause I just saw that there was this like, thing not i'm not all the way but to make you look i don't know smoother or whatever um but did you know do you have that you know that there's like a little effect yeah I, but see, this, I'm is, new this, to this is all, all natural all yeah yeah well i'm, I'm <laughs> like, like oh i know i, I know i'm well aware <laughs> like you if you, look, if you, i look a little plastic i think like but there are some if you're using skin smoothing mat it's not working or you're real bad real bad well, I don't understand why I look so freaking blue because I kind of look like a little bit of an alien and I, I'm not sure how to fix that, but it's too late for that now. Um, but no, some of the, so some of the girls, my God. So I get to see a lot. I guess I see so many, right? I see so many vaginas and assholes and, you know, all the good stuff. So, so I, I kind of know my way around that just from visually, like the differences and there's a lot of differences and it's kind of fun. And then I see a lot of dicks too, but it's, I, I, what's my point? My point is it's kind of fun, but I'm also desensitized to it. You know, like it takes a lot for me to be like, oh, but it, you were in the production side. So I'm sure it's the same oh, way yeah, for no, you. I am literally only stimulated by genitals that I'm like consciously aware I'm going to be interacting with. Yeah. I, right. I, 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 you know, I watch full on sex happen next to me. And it's just like, whatevs, don't, don't care. Last time I was on set, me, the lighting guy and the makeup artist were all on our phones. Like while the sex scene's happening, we're just like, yeah, whatever. And then me and the lighting guy were commenting about how beat up the couch was like, look how bad the couch is sagging. It's hitting the floor. Yeah. Like there are two very attractive people, like having full on sex feet away from us. And our biggest takeaway is how beat up the couch is. Right. And how many people are going to, you know, jack off to that and, and actively be into that scene, but it's just a day at the office. Like I totally get that because now like, I will notice stuff like that too. Like, like similar thing, beat up couch or, or it's like, Oh, that's unfortunate. Or when I'm looking at my own photos too, I'll be like, Oh, that I forgot to draw the shade or the shades goofy there or that sort of thing. It's a funny business that we're in. When we do get desensitized. And I guess that's when guys are like, do you get turned down by, you know, oh, look at, look at, this is my 29 year old dick. And I'm just like, you're a little old actually from my demographic. <laughs> I mean, there's part of me that's like, are you kidding me? You know, like, oh, ooh, it's 29. It's like, I've had many 29 year old dicks, not recently, but when I was 29 or, you know, 30 or 25, it's like, they're, they're, they 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 want a reaction as if I'm going to be like, oh, oh, 
it's like they want their dick to be like the third bed in Goldilocks and the three bears. Like this one's just right. Right. Now, and once in a while, I will I will tell you, once in a while, I'll see a dick and I'm like, that is a beautiful looking dick. Like they're sometimes they're model dicks. Like they are. It's like the curve. Like I, you know, I can talk about, obviously this is part of my dick rating that, you know, I do now. I don't do the ones and I don't know. I haven't seen many dick ratings. I think the girls probably go a little bit. I'm a little bit more real. And my guys kind of like that because I realized that it's kind of an absurd thing. Dick ratings are absurd, right? So I'm naked or I'm topless when I'm doing that. And I'm looking and I'm, and I'm talking about their dick and I'm like, you know, and I comment about like, oh, it looks, looks like I will comment about if I see things in the surrounding or I'll be like, oh, so you're a boxer brief guy. You're like, I'll talk about that. And I know they want me to talk about their dick, but you know, on the same thing, I realize it's absurd what I'm doing. And I'm not going to be like, oh, baby, I'm going to do this and that and this. No, I'm going to be like, wow, that is a really meaty head that you have. Wow. You know, what's notable about that is you don't have much of a curve, but boy, you're really hard. You know, like, and the guys say that, you know, like that's the most amusing and most real dick rating I've ever gotten, or that's pretty hilarious because I realize I can't, I can't pretend that it's like something it's not. I, I have to be real about it because it is absurd. It Can is. you imagine if you were doing pussy ratings? Like literally you're on camera. I don't know. Do, do people do that? And you'd be I like, don't think people do that. Don't think. Wow. Think. Look you at that what? labia. That, that is a new service. If you send me your <laughs> pussy pics and $10, I will rate that puss. <laughs> that I will do it on the podcast. I will. It'll be bonus content on the Patreon. Oh my God. Somebody's got to do that. I'm not going to do no, it. Uh, right now. I'm, I'm offering it. I'm going to do rate that puss. $10, please. Pussy ratings. $10, please. Well, $10. Are you going to pay them for that? No, no. See? You're going to pay me. Oh. I'm providing the service. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I saw you stand <laughs> up there. I'm, I need payment. No freebies. I know we're now are you going to be naked? Wait. Now, here's the deal, though. Are you going to be naked when you're doing this? Or are you going to be just topless? So you can do topless. You can be full naked. It all depends on how much they're paying. They'll pay more for full naked. Okay. Then I'll be fully naked. So how how would you do it? I want how would you do a, a pussy rating? Well, first I need to see a pussy to rate. I can't just be like You oh, haven't seen one yet. Not ever. Can't no. you summon one up from your memory? Well, I can summon up taste for sure, but <laughs> So well, that's true. We do remember by taste, right? That's true. and smell, right? That's all part of the Well, hopefully I don't remember the smell. Well, sometimes it smells good. What well, I but generally, that's like the whole, you know, partner smelling the way. Generally, right. there's, there's not a distinct like, oh, that's the vaginal. No, like if I, if I remember like your smelly pussy, like mm, it's probably not a great memory. <laughs> like, oh, I have an ex-girlfriend that like used to wear like a lot of vanilla stuff. I remember like how she used to smell. I do not remember her pussy smelling a certain way. Didn't it smell slightly like vanilla? I mean, she all, all of her smelled like vanilla. Yeah, that's a good smell, though. For I, I remember having this perfume that I used to wear, and I don't think you can get it anymore. But um, God, the guys loved it, and it was like per, it was um like raspberry and vanilla kind of undertones. Guys loved it. The other one that is um, apparently is it's like anything that has the pumpkin pie spices. Hmm. That's another apparently that that kind of combo. 
is, but vanilla is always kind of known as heady for guys. So I would love to see a put, like, I know, I mean, I am more confident in the way my pussy looks than I was last year at this time. That's awesome. I literally thought my labia lips were too big because whenever I'd look in magazines, they all look nice and trim and the tiny fucking and clamshell. Right. Right. They look just so they look just perfect little, you know. Well, and I, I have a performer friend of mine. I know for a fact got like labia reduction surgery. Yes. And I heard of this. I remember years ago because, you know, I obviously there's a vanity thing with my, with me. And I remember being like, oh, maybe I should have that done. And I'm like, OK, I, I have better things to do with my money than to get my labia reduced. But actually, my guys love my big labia. Well, and also like. There's nerve endings there. Do you really want to reduce your pleasure? Well, I guess, yeah, I didn't even think about that part. But, you know, also, but things change, too. I don't know if bigger labias are in more now or it's just always been a subset. Maybe you can tell me, is this always been kind of a subset? Like, there are guys that like the longer, bigger labias. Tell me. I I, I think traditionally, the you know, visually, the, clam, the clamshell is what people you know, have been shown to be like, this is the beautiful vagina, the beautiful clam. Yeah. All I know is like in real life, I'm happy to be in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Like I have never once been with a woman and like, it's gotten to that point and then like, Oh bro. That, that is like a roast beef sandwich down there. I'm out. Right. No, I'm like, okay, game on. Like, well, and then I heard this term, I had never heard of it before. Butterfly wings. Oh, just spreading them. and. Well, yeah, but that, you know, like big ones are like better, you know, like big butterfly wings. And I was just like, I mean, seriously, like I just heard of this within like four or five months. And it was this revelation. I'm like, that's a thing. That's that's a term. Well, at, at the end of the day, pretty much no matter your body type, there's definitely going to be a dude who wants to fuck you or probably multiple dudes that want to fuck you. Right. And see, that's what's so beautiful about OnlyFans and these kind of platforms is because it's not all decided by the editors of Penthouse, Playboy, Hustler, right? Well, you know? what's even crazy about like Penthouse, Playboy, Hustler, like the our generation classical d- definition of like, what naked a, woman, a naked woman of beauty is yeah. even those stunning models were fucking airbrushed. They weren't real. Yeah. Right. Like they airbrushed Jenny fucking McCarthy. Yeah. She was, I love Jenny McCarthy. Love her. I, and I kind of, sometimes I think about her when I'm doing some of my goofier kind of like goofball kind of, you know, cause she was beautiful, but then goofy love that personality. Right. It's like, that's what my guys, that's what my fans like. You know, they like that. I'm funny. They're like, I've heard many times variations of, I come here because you're hot and I love your tits. I stay because you're fucking funny. You're funny and you're fun. You know, like it's more than just looks, it's personality. So I love that. But yeah, yeah. The airbrushing, you know, the other thing that I think is so crazy is there are some some girls, they like face tune or whatever their face that they almost look animatronic. And I'm always, and I don't know these girls well enough so that I don't go on their OnlyFans, but I'm always like, 
what's on their OnlyFans? Do they do that too? Do they filter their face so much that it doesn't look real? And and guys stay on there for that? I don't know. It just it seems weird to me. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know what like someone like that's turnover rate is. I, right. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and but then there's that whole what is it, hente or whatever, where it's like they are animatronic or they're um anime cartoon. Yeah. 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 So there's that whole thing. So then I'm the like, whole okay, girl well, like crossing their eyes with the cat ears and right. So I guess you know if if you can do that where it's very cartoonish and that turns them on because I see those like on Pornhub. I see like the little cartoony things with the where they're doing it and their cartoons. So I guess if that can turn you on, then I guess if you're completely face tuned out, it doesn't really matter. But um, I am intrigued by your pussy um, rating. That is a show. Do you think you have enough people that'll send in pictures of their pussies to be rated? Only one way to find out. <laughs> That's it, folks. New show. Matt Slayer's pussy rating. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to talk to the. Public. Oh, my God. I love this. So you can, what you can offer too, is you can offer like, I don't like the one through 10. I really don't even like offering that. I'll do a written description, but I'd rather just talk about it. What, what do you think? Would you prefer doing like the topless video? Yeah, I I can definitely do a topless video. And like, you know, I think I'm I'm rated by, you know, rated announces how big of a load. What? How big of a load? How big of a load I would shoot. Oh, so what are you going to do? Ounces? I mean, how else would you measure fluid? I don't know. Ounces are, that's a lot. How much do you come? Do you come multiple ounces? I think it always looks more than it really is. The average is like a tablespoon, I think, for most men. Yeah. So that's like, what, three ounces or something? Why don't you check and then get back to us on that? Well, I, I'm just trying to think of a unique rating system. I mean, yeah. Because it's, I don't know if you ever like saw like the porn rating systems back in the day. It was like flaccid, partially erect, erect, like full, like rager was like, uh, I forgot. I think maybe Hustler or Penthouse's rating system on porn. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I like that. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't consumed a lot of porn um, in my life. And, but it's, it's, that's a curious thing to me. I mean, I remember like I was raised on Playboy magazines that I found at my dad's house, you know, and that's what was my feeling of what was beautiful. Um, Of course it was like seventies. So it was a lot of full bush, which is really quite like now that's very current guys are always asking me, they're like, can you do this? And I'm like, I can't cause I got my bikini line lasered. 20 years ago. So unless I do a Merkin, isn't that what, is that what they're called? Like little toupees for, yeah. Which that can't look realistic. So I was wrong. It, um, men expel between 1.25 and five and sorry, 1.25 and five milliliters. So half a quarter of a teaspoon to one teaspoon, not tablespoon. See, that's what I thought. Cause it seems, that seems, that seems really low. It does seem low. But I went through a lot of infertility. Oh, I will. I went through a lot of infertility stuff to have my son. So there were times that I would carry like a little vial of um, donor sperm right here because you had to keep it um, 
like, you know, and then as I went to the doctor to have it turkey basted into me. Um, so yeah, and they were always very small. So I think it just spreads a lot. And I think a lot of times we get used to seeing all this cum all over girls and stuff. And it's not real. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But I mean, when you see like a great quantity of it, sometimes it's not. Sometimes, just yeah, like blood's not the, always right or real some, in movies. Sometimes it's stunt yeah. cum. Sometimes it's Cetaphil, yes. Yeah. Oh, is that what they use? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. I bought this expensive bad dragon cum lube stuff. It's just Cetaphil, yeah. Cetaphil. Damn it. Oh, shit. I pulled back the curtain a little too much. There. <laughs> Well, I'm just like, damn it. I spent money on shipping. I didn't have to. You know, I'm from the Midwest. I'm all about being frugal. Right. I don't like I don't like spending money where I don't have to. That I could have just gotten at Walgreens. You could have. Nothing like, you know, being a PA on set and like having like during sex still like spread Cetaphil on people. Like, is that what they do? And yeah, you know, don't they shoot? Don't they shoot it out of something to make it? Oh no! Sometimes it's just a handful, and I'm just flicking it on people. That's what they do. They flick it on them. Depending on who, that's what's the technique. That, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Huh? Well, yeah, because you want to get a kind of the splattered. Yep. Technique. Oh my God! Are you supposed to be saying these things? What are they going to do? Kick me out of porn? <laughs> oh my God! They're going to kick me out of pornography, folks. I gave him the secret. I gave him the secret of the fake cum. I love this idea of you rating pussies, but you have to be careful because women have really, they have feelings and you don't want to hurt their feelings about their pussies. So this is what I, this is why I don't do one to like every, everybody kind of gets a nine. If, you know, if I am forced to give a number because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, they can't do anything about their dick, you know? Well, and that's that's a point I was going to make earlier in the show. Is like you can't make any, you have no control over all these things with your fucking dick. You know, it's so silly that us as men are like take such pride in something that we have zero control over. Yeah, but you know, it's it's so hardwired, and just being the mom of a boy, like it's hardwired that pride in that it but is. I, I think a lot of that comes from society too. I'm no, I'm going to tell you that a lot of that is hardwired because my kid doesn't have a man example. So I get to look at him as kind of like a test case. Because he's, he's interacting ve- with other boys and. Yeah, but not, no, I'm talking about young, young. I'm talking about before there was like the school influence and stuff. No, I think there's, it's innately a magical plaything. Well, yeah, because it feels great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's magical, you know, just on a, on a very adult to kind of come away from my momhood stuff. But like, I think it's I think dicks are magical. I think it's amazing what they can do. I think it's fun when I'm in a relationship with somebody. I am I am a hands on girlfriend. I They're driving my hands on their cock. I think it's fun. I, I love to be able to look across a room and give a certain look and then know and be told later that my man got a started getting a hard on or got a full on hard on because I was looking at him with that that face like yeah like I, I love that 
if we could go right now, we would go. Look, right. Yeah, that look. Well, and on the flip side, as a dude, like I think vaginas are magical. It's like you have your own ecosystem down there. That's self-contained ecosystem, self-lubricating. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's you know they all have their pros and cons. I mean, and obviously, you know, just being a woman of an age and being a mom and seeing what my body can do. I mean, I never appreciated my body. I've I've always appreciated for dating, right? But I never appreciated until I became a mom and just was like, holy God, this is magical what my body is capable of. Like there, it takes it to a whole kind of surreal beyond sex, obviously another level, but no, I mean, the cock is just, it's fun. It's, it's a fun play thing. I, it's like my favorite toy, but we're also very replaceable by actual toys. And it's not the same though. You know, I mean, I really, I, I will, I will become an advocate. I almost feel like I'm a, I'm like, you know, advocating the, not, not replacing men. There's, there's a place. Although I do remember as a kid and I have not been able to find this. I think there was something in the lore of wonder woman where they put men in, in like a corral. I feel like the Amazonians like. To breed. Something like that. Yeah. Right. And I remember thinking, what a great idea that was. Like, at a certain level, I was like, that's really fun. I like that idea. Be like, you, come on. <laughs> hmm. We're here to, you know, milk you for your juices, maybe have you open a couple jars, put some th- high things on shelves, and back in your cage. Yeah. Like, there are certain things. I mean, beyond the dick, there are certain things that I... I do like having a man around like, like right now in my basement, I know there's a dead mouse and I don't want to pick it up and get rid of it. And I'm just like, damn it. You should put your little man to work. I don't know. Just, I can do, I can do like insects. Just, oh, that's, those are the, that and like shoveling snow. That's where I'm like, oh God. See, this is why you live in Southern California. You don't have to deal with that. Believe me, I did, and I liked it. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely going to move south at some at some point, um, because the weather is just the cold weather. Like I want to live where I can always put flip flops on to run to the store, even if it's kind of cold. You know. I mean, guys will do that here, but they're usually like 500 pounds and they're oh, wearing yeah. shorts and it's the middle of January. And then they're they're wearing like the Nike slide things. Maybe they're wearing socks. They're usually wearing socks, but they're wearing shorts. Sometimes but, it's dur- during like a polar vortex. But then you also have crazy motherfuckers in the Midwest that are still grilling at like 30 degrees too. <laughs> right. Well, is that crazy? I guess yes. that's, a, that's a judgment call. Yeah, as someone who's lived on the West Coast for 10 years now, <laughs> I can't handle 30 anymore. So, yes, that's crazy. I know. I know. it. De- when you have lived in Southern California and then you come back and you're like, people don't have to live this way. We oh. aren't in a penile, like, a colony. Like, we can actually, we can leave. Oh, I tell friends in Chicago that, that I know they're miserable all the time. Like, don't suffer because your ancestors made a mistake. Right. Or because your ancestors were from Germany or or Norway, like mine were, and they went over and they were like, this reminds me of home. I can farm here. But they made a mistake. They just 
No, I a hundred percent agree. I've been actually trying to think about like, where's that perfect. And there's, I know there's no place that's perfect, but where's that really good kind of like, not, I mean, cause I'm not a fan of hurricanes. Who's a, nobody's a fan of hurricanes, earthquakes. You got earthquakes. Hurricanes. You get used to the earthquakes. Yeah, well, yeah. Or unless like with my ex, I remember we were close to John Wayne airport. And again, I'm the, you know, Midwest and I never lived in, you know, I travel a lot, but there's, it's a difference when you're living right. in California. Right. And I was in the office and I was doing something and I was just like, what was that? What was that? And he's just like, he goes, that was an airplane. And I was like, no, I think that was something else. And he goes, that was an air. And he knew because he was a bullshitter and he knew. And then he was just like, oh, Wisconsin. And it was because then I on the news later, they're like, there, there was a tremor. And I was just like, oh, my God. So, you know, oh. it happens. But you guys haven't had a big one. Knock on wood. A couple of years. Uh, like July 2019, we had a pretty big one. Have you had one where you were scared? No. But that July 2019 one, one of my friends, one of my best friends was visiting from Chicago. And it was his first time in California ever. And we were leaving my apartment hit the button for the elevator as we're standing and like waiting for the elevator. That's when it happened. Like shook the <gasps> chandelier. I'm like, wow, I'm really happy about the timing of that earthquake. Cause I literally just finished taking a shit. And the last <laughs> thing I ever want to do is be on the can in a major earthquake. What would happen if you were doing that on, I would don't it know. suck you in or something? What? what no, but the... I, I'm just imagining it could potentially be really messy. Well, that and probably just like scary because you're feeling very vulnerable sitting there. Yeah, yeah. What and, would it be like if you were in the elevator, though? That oh, would yeah, be that would scary. have been also really horrible. That's why I was really thankful on the timing of it. It was like, if I had not taken that shit, we would have probably been on the elevator. And you would have shit in the elevator. Yeah. That, oh, that, my God. That sounds like, you know, the janitorial staff of my building's problem, but <laughs> sorry. It would have been a lot. What a way to ingratiate yourself to the staff. I would have left a tip. Yeah, that guy, that guy, we caught him on camera. <laughs> Shitting in the elevator. I would have left a, I, I, at least a 20 on that. That's a that's a bizarre response. Is it? Yeah. Do you expect someone else to clean up your shit for free? No, I think just leaving $20 on, I don't, I don't know what, okay, listen, I don't know what the proper response is for that scenario. I've really never gamed it out before. <laughs> maybe again, maybe your viewers have some ideas of what the etiquette is. Yeah. How much, um, did, how much do you tip for like, I mean, I guess if it was really like big and wet, I'd throw down some more, but. So if you shit someplace, you feel like you should leave a tip. Mm-hmm. I mean, haven't you ever trashed a hotel room? No. Oh, well, yeah. You'll leave some money behind when you trash a hotel room. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I always leave money behind just because, but I don't like to keep it. I don't like to make it messy. Well, I don't like to, but sometimes, you know, alcohol and wild times happen. And Yeah, I would probably clean up. One time I, one time I woke up after too much Sambuca in Dallas. And, um, and I realized I had thrown up in the, in the little side table thing. I must've opened it up and thrown up in there. And I was like, huh, but I cleaned it up as best I could. The, the worst for me was I was in Austin and 
This is when I had stat- status with Delta. So I was drinking before I even got there. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. And me and my buddy just start hitting it hard. By 10 p.m., I am trashed. Like, I am just like, all right, I need to call it a night. I am. Where are you? You're out? You look like you're at a club? Uh, we were bar hopping. Okay. Like, we've been drinking all day. Get back to the hotel. I lay down. Immediately get the spins. Just oh, I hate that. And the layout of this hotel room, like, the walls here, beds here. You have to go around in the bathrooms this way. Like, it's basically sharing, like, the headboard's against the wall that is the bathroom. I get out of bed and run to the corner, thinking the bathroom's the other direction, and just, like, puke in the corner. And it was meaty. It was a meaty, Ugh. meaty, meaty vomit. I cleaned up as best I could, but I, yeah, I still threw money down on that. Like, yeah, I, now see, uh, right. I would clean up. Like, so you're saying you would clean up your poop in the elevator. I mean, in real life, I'd clean it up. For a comedic bit, I'm just going to shit and put a 20 on top of it. <laughs> Some things we do in the name of comedy here. Come on. Right. Okay. <laughs> good. I well, just, but know. also, if it had been my I don't want to give anyone ideas. If it had been my last night in the room, I might not have cleaned up, but it was my first night in the room. So you, know, yeah. you can't have a pile of vomit just no. chilling in your room. I, I, no. I almost puked again, like getting rid of it. It was just I'm like I'm pouring. I scooped it all into a garbage can and then poured it into the toilet from the garbage can. Actually, I'm ugh, little... I know it's kind of making me a little ill, too. And I think you might want to if like when you play this, I don't know. Are we live? No, no. OK, so when you play it back, you might want to put like a little warning don't be eating. You're not going to warn him. Nope. Going to let him gag. Yep. It's a meaty, meaty, meaty <laughs> vomit. It's all whiskey and barbecue. Oh, whiskey and barbecue puke. Yeah. And maybe oh. a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, we hit it hard. We hit it. We definitely hit it. I, for whatever reason, every time I go to Austin, I end up hitting it real hard. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know, you were having fun and Austin can be a really fun city. So, I mean, I can understand. It, I mean, it's definitely a really fun city, but unfortunately can't have unprotected sex there anymore. So less fun. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if that was ever advised even before the whole abortion thing. But I, don't, I mean, it takes it. There's a whole nother reason not to, but I mean, it, it, it happens sometimes. I mean, it, definitely happened on that actually same trip on a different night not the same night that would have been really awkward like hey babe oh my god i'm that sure is. that happens you know it's been i've spent my 20s and part of my 30s having a good time going out it's like that's so that's so out of my realm now but why because i'm older and i don't like getting hangovers I mean, I'll get a little buzz, you know, get some moms and wine and stuff, but it's because you're out of practice. If you stay in practice, you won't get hangover. Ah, there's just, it comes, there comes a point where you're just like, eh, I mean, there was just a bit on that with uh, Saturday night live when they had Kim Kardashian and they were had all these moms and they're like, yeah, we're going to have our time. We're going to go out. We're going to party. And then one of them's like taking a nap at the club. And the other ones are just like, these shoes are killing me. And I was, I totally related to that. I mean, I had my fun. And here's the deal. Like, I had my fun. I sowed those wild oats. I don't need to do it again. Mm, I, I did the I did the partying and on a, you know, on tables and watching other girls fall off and hit their head on a radiator in Milwaukee. Like, you know, I did that. 
And now it's like, yeah, I did that. And now I do other things. See, I'm, I'm just not stopping. I'm just have not sex stopped. with myself on camera. I didn't do that in my twenties, but I do that in my fifties. You could do be doing both though. <laughs> I know, but if you don't want to do something, well, yes, don't do it then. Right. Like if I wanted to do that, oh well, yeah, but you it's, go do it. yeah, yeah. You might be a nice stunt cock. I yeah, I mean that's probably where I could find a good stunt cock. I don't know though, but you you raise some really good issues about, you know, just because they look good, doesn't mean they can perform. Trial and error on camera. <laughs> Trial and error. It'll be a fun science experiment for you. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to your pussy rating. So glad someone is because boy, this might be a lot of work. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think is going to be the first thing that you're drawn to? Because I always talk about the head. I always talk about them because that's, you know, like that's a big part of it. And when I'm doing when I'm doing dick ratings, I'm always kind of thinking about it as a woman. How is that going to feel? How would that feel going into my mouth or into my vagina? Because there are some guys, as you know, that have like torpedo dicks, right? And then, you know, they get wider in the middle. And that's got to be a different sensation than if mo- their head is the biggest part. So that I, that is part of my, when I'm, I don't like to even call it rating, but that's what it's called. In fact, at one point, I remember when I was new to this and I had decided, I'm like, I'm not going to call it a dick rating. I'm going to call it a cock appreciation video. And they just continued to call it dick rating. So I was like, okay, we'll just call it. Branding is strong on dick rating. Yeah, right. That's, that's exactly it. But wouldn't you rather have your cock be appreciated? I I just thought that was just such an, like a more fun thing. I mean, I prefer my cock to be appreciated in person. So I, I've never had the desire to like, hey, anonymous person I masturbate to, please <laughs> rate my penis. Like, <laughs> I would much rather someone like that my penis is going to be going inside of appreciated in person. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. No, I, I I actually agree with you. You know, the funny thing is, though, I mean, this whole thing is funny. The whole, the whole idea of that is funny, as I've mentioned. But um, with the whole... I remember some once in a while, a guy will be like, do you want to see it um, soft or do you want to see it hard? And I'm like, uh, I want to see it hard. Like nobody wants to see a flaccid penis. <laughs> that whole thing with the, you know, sending my client 141 dick pics. It's all flaccid. I'm in a bathtub. Oh, it's flaccid. Yeah. Like I wasn't like taking sexy time photos of myself. I was taking like, I wanted to stage a picture of me in a bathtub, like smoking a cigar, looking like you know, a pimp. Not, ah, I wasn't okay. taking sexy time photos. It's just <laughs> my angle was bad because I was shooting myself. <laughs> and you just had like, I figured with the jacuzzi jets going, even though I was naked, it wouldn't matter. But no, you, you thought, can- wait, so you took it and you were like, oh shit, you can see my dick. Oh, yeah. And that's why, like, the one that went on Instagram's cropped. Right. Good. Because that would definitely get you in trouble. Because I definitely edited it and cropped it and, like, oh, yeah, oh, there's my dick. I just literally forgot that they were on the SD card and dumped a whole SD card to a drop. Yeah. Box. Yeah. So, so, so the, so when you were taking the pictures and you were in a jacuzzi, so now you've got the element of water. Did you have like, did you use a timer or did you have a little clicker? So my, my camera, I can use through an app on my phone. Like yeah. my, I just, so you were the Wi Fi on my phone. So, like, you can see my left arm is like, I look like I'm leaning back, but my left arm is actually out of frame gotcha. triggering the camera. 
Yeah. Cause that's always the thing. Like sometimes I'll do my pictures where um, I've got like a little clicker, but then that like led light will sometimes, so I gotta be kind of careful. And then sometimes if I'm doing this, then it looks like it's a claw and that little looks awkward. Sometimes I do timers, which I'm sometimes I'm pretty impressed with the photos that I get with the timer. Cause I have to like press that. And then I have 10 seconds to get into a pose. You should be doing a camera where you can trigger the timer from your phone. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, but usually my phone is my camera. Oh yeah. I know. This is what only fan girls often do. Like most I'm, of us use our cameras. I know. I, I, our, I on our phone. I edit people's OnlyFans content. I'm well, painfully, painfully. Oh, you do? It. Wait, you do? You edit their OnlyFans content? I edit some people's OnlyFans content, yes. Huh. And these must be the, like, big, important girls? I think so. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, you know, top performers or whatever. Hey, I mean, I'll edit for anybody if they can pay my raise. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So when you do that, is it everything? Is it boy, girl? Is it? It, depending depending on the client like a lot of my clients edit a majority of their own stuff and then it's just like when they get swamped like hey matt can you can you knock this out for me like yeah no problem so what are the things that you're editing matt like like lighting the sound like one client uh will often shoot on two phones on tripods so i'm switching angles uh especially with her stuff i'm sometimes cropping it in Okay. So yeah, you're doing a lot of like dicing and splicing. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So she'll do like, like one, maybe close up of the insertion or something. And then like like, on one of the scenes, I don't know why we're getting so technical on this, but uh, one of the scenes was like a wide on a tripod and then like the male talent holding his, holding the phone. Yes. I've seen that. Right. So like I'd be cutting the POV. Yeah. I'd be cutting between the wide and the POV, but with that particular client, the, the sun cocked, doesn't want his face on. So I like have to crop in the frame a little bit to keep his face out of the frame, but keep his dick in. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. No, I think this is interesting. And anybody that's watching this, I mean, if I was a consumer of OnlyFans stuff, I think I'd find this interesting because I don't think the guys think about it enough, but some are really genuinely interested because sometimes I'll give them my backstory. I'll be like, Oh my God, that was so hard because my, you know, like I fell off the, (laughs) I fell off the sofa right after that. Or like I was doing that and I forgot I didn't have, you'll notice I like looked to the side twice because I realized that one of my curtains was open (laughs) as I was doing that scene and, um, and a car drove by and I was like, Oh no. Um, so yeah, my guys kind of like knowing those little I don't know. It's kind of a like the inside goof- baseball of it. Yeah. That. And what are, you know, like those things in movies where they show the, the blooper outtakes. Reel. Yeah. It's kind of like that. They kind of like that. It's kind of fun. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, and it all depends. Like I, I have another client where pretty much all I'm doing is doing a little sound correction and adding transitions. Sound correction. Mm-hmm. So you're doing like, you're not adding, like you're not moaning for her or anything. <laughs> I totally am. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, don't stop. Give it to me. Don't stop. Oh, she's such a pretty little blonde, but she sounds so manly. <laughs> oh, right there, baby. Oh, don't stop. Don't stop. I'm coming. No. Um, and then by but, accident, you go like, yeah, yeah, you've got my dick. 
What? Oh, no. No, it's stuff like uh, I will put a noise gate on the audio track in case there's a fan, shit like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Which is probably above and beyond what they're paying me to do in some cases, but I'm, you know, I professionally audio edit. So it's kind of like, this is the kind of stuff I do on the podcast too. So it like, it's just second nature of me to like do that kind of audio cleanup. Yeah. Now do you, I was watching this, um, this person, she was talking about how she does her podcast on YouTube. And I thought it was interesting. She was talking about how, when she started doing it, she would take out all the ums and the pauses. Like, do you do that? To a degree. So I used to be much more religious about it. Yeah. But since we've moved to video, my, Hey audience, welcome to what my workflow looks like. Right. Plus it would be harder. It'd be choppier. Cause all of a sudden I'd be like this and then I'm going to be here or I'll be like, so on yeah. the in-house studio versions, I'm it's a three-camera shoot, so I can cover a lot of edits with cutting to the guest camera, cutting to my camera, cutting to the wide. Sure, like they do, like on sixty minutes when they're having interviews. Well, a lot of times with like sixty minutes in interviews, they'll do a jump cut to a similar angle and just tighten it in a little more. Okay. This is like we're talking, but. It, on the video version, it would just be my face and then it would cut to you. If there was a long pause there, I would just cut to you mm-hmm. and no one would be the wiser. But because it, this is a Zoom show and both of our faces are on camera this whole fucking time, there's what? a lot less. <laughs> there's a lot less of that. But the way I do my workflow is I do all the like basic audio corrections, like adjust the noise floor, or adjust the gain, DS it all that fun shit. And then I will drop it into Premiere and I'll have two audio tracks. One that is tied to the video. The secondary track will end up being the audio version. And there'll be times where I'll just cut the long pause in the audio version. And then when I'm done with the video edit, I'll take that audio track and just render that audio out. Hmm. If anyone cares how I edit this podcast. (laughs) You know what though? I think they do because like if I'm listening to this, I think that's interesting stuff. All right. And then I see on the back, you've got like the eggshell cartons or whatever. Is that for the sound? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that is actually the normal studio. That is a green screen. That is not real. Behind you? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty. That's really good. That actually is my living room. That is the actual like studio studio. Yeah. So yeah, the eggshells are there for recording sounds. And that, that is that is actually my art. So yeah. So <laughs> it's not like. You're taking a picture and you're in Graceland in the jungle room. Normally, for the virtual shows, I had a bar for the background. And I'm like, I bought all this art recently and put up the eggshells. I just literally, 10 minutes before we took the show, took a camera out to the living room, took this picture. and And Well, it looks really realistic. I never would have known. I'd hope so. It's my literal real background for <laughs> normal shows. So. I know, but it, but like if the, if the sizing is off, it can throw, like sometimes I notice people use those backgrounds. And they have like a background, but then the size, the um, the ratio looks off. So it doesn't look really, it doesn't look real. I mean, because I know what it actually looks like. I think the ratio is off, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess they, I guess we'd all have to come to your house and see it. Well, next time you're in LA, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> well, you know, now that you're doing pussy ratings. $10, please. 10, 10 bucks. That's mm-hmm. it for topless pussy. 
Yep, right. I, will. I, I really would advise you to, well, it's a different thing. I just don't want you to dumb down our pricing in the OnlyFan dick model. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a capitalism concern. in action, yo. Capitalism in action. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's like, what, what, what is a fair market value? Whatever the market is willing to pay. Yep. I'll do dick ratings for $10 too. I mean, I don't care. You will. I don't care. Oh my God. Now here's the question. How many of each will you get? If you say that you're open for dick ratings and pussy ratings, how do you think, which, because what's your, what's your demographic for, for people oh, I mean, listening it, to this? It, well, it's mostly heterosexual dudes. So they're probably not going to send their dick ratings to me. I don't and know. They might. They might. And at the end of the you're day, a professional. You've seen a lot of them. I have. You're an expert. I don't know if I would categorize myself as a dick expert, but sure. Uh, I'll put that on my LinkedIn right now. Per Elena St. James, I get an expert dick endorsement on my LinkedIn. Shall sure I look good to future employers? Uh, I mean, I'm comfortable enough in my heterosexuality that I don't care. Well, yeah, you're not going to be like, oh, baby, that that is a dick. That's, you know, like. But I have a feeling the people that would, you know, would send me their dicks for dick training are probably homosexual men and like would want me to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Hey, let's see what you get more of. I mean, this is the thing. Guys always are asking. They're like, oh, I should have my own OnlyFans. I'm like, well, the amount of dick pics that you send me, maybe you should. But here's the deal. You can do that. I'm not your target audience. I'm not going to be subscribing. And neither are my friends. Nope. It's going to be gay guys, right? Yep. I mean, is that too stereotypical? But I, I'm always like, I, I just don't think we're the, we are not the consumers of this I don't this think you stuff. are either. I mean, I was talking to a comedian on the podcast a couple episodes back, and he was just like, man, if I was a hot chick, I'd make so much money. I'm like, what's stopping you from just doing it now, man? You know? Well, you know, I'm going to have people hitting me up that I don't like. Yeah. You think the women that are doing OnlyFans are being hit up by their ideal sexual partners in every situation? No, it's a job. So if you put your money where your mouth is and put that dick on film, if you think if you were a hot chick, you could make all this money. Yeah. And it's and I got to tell you, I mean, I love what I do. It's really fun. And it's still very amusing to me. Because I'm this age and because I know my flaws, like physically. And, but again, they, my fans like, because they know I'm enjoying it and they know that I'm kind of getting a kick out of it. And I think it's kind of funny and it's amusing to me that, that I'm doing this. It's kind of like, Hey, this is kooky. Want to have some fun? Like, come watch. It's crazy. You know, I do my little flash and chats. Um, every week where I just talk about random stuff and then I just take off my shirt and I play with my boobs a little bit. They love that because it's, you know, like I'll kind of ramble. They're like, it's almost like if I was with a hot chick and I was dating her and we were just like at her house and she took off her top and she's just talking casually about stuff that's going on. And I'm like, well, yeah, part of that is because I know that you're more inclined to listen and pay attention to me when I am doing that. Like, even when I know I'm rambling to my fans past maybe two minutes, I know that, oh, hey, wake up. I've just taken off my top and now I'm massaging my boobs. And now you're engaged again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the magic of tits. The magic yeah. of tits. Uh, they're, 
they come in handy. You know, whenever my guys will say something like, oh my God, I just, I love your tits. I love them. I love them. And I'm like, I take them every place I go. (laughs) It is so corny. It's almost like a dad joke. It's like every time, and every time I write it back to them, I kind of giggle because I'm like, you know, yeah, I like them too. I mean, hell, it would be really sucky if they weren't there because it's, it's a good, it's a good thing. I wholeheartedly concur. (laughs) Titties are a magical thing. Dicks are are magical. They all are. The human body is both disgusting and magical all at the same time. Yeah. I'm not as intrigued by, and I've just never been like the anal thing, but you know, to each their own, you know, and they're definitely are better looking. I mean, again, I see a lot of girls assholes. I don't see many guys assholes. You know what they never asked for? I've never been requested for an asshole rating. Yeah. Most people don't want to show off their hemorrhoids. (laughs) That is not, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Nope. 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 That's, that's between me and my proctologist. You'd think it would be a thing. I mean, because guys love looking at, I mean, there are guys that love looking at my asshole and I'm always like, but really? yeah, but they're in their mind fantasizing about penetrating it. Yeah. They're fantasizing about you penetrating them. There's no interest in having their asshole rated because right. when you're reading their cock, they're fantasizing it about it going inside you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it makes it's, it's perfect. Makes perfect sense. You know, the thing when you're talking about toys and penetrating, the other thing that I realized that there's this whole industry, like this flow at the flesh bot, right? Flesh light. Yep. Yeah. Flesh light. Right. That, that whole industry of the stroker industry. And I don't know what like percentage of toys are strokers. I think that's the generic, like all encompassing term. Like, I don't know how big that business is, Perhaps you do. <laughs> and that's not just on a personal, it's just because you're in the business. I don't want to, I don't want to allude that you have a collection of strokers, but I do not, uh, sadly. I, <laughs> I masturbate with my hands like an old fashioned, like the old timey masturbator. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, that's what I usually use too. My hands? Not your I, hands. When, I was about mine. to say, like, when did that happen? Like, I, <laughs> was I asleep for this? I, I don't remember that happening. I use your hands. Yep. Well, yep. it's a weird break in situation. <laughs> I mean, that I, I definitely woke up wondering what was on my hands this morning. I guess that answers that. So uh, it was a yes, hard drinking night last night. <laughs> yes, Mr. Slayer. How can we help you, LAPD? Well, this. No, I'm a dude. I, I, can't, I can't file that crime. They'll get left you out of the station. You don't think you could file that crime? Like this chick came in and used my hand to masturbate. Yeah, the cops would laugh me out of the station. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, man. Get the fuck out of here. We got real crimes to stall solve. Yeah, the stroker thing, that's that's a fascinating business to me. I've heard from some other performer friends of mine about like going on the forums. They people like get in get deep talking about their stroker experiences. <gasps> I think it's cool when they make models of the vagina of the porn stars. And then they have them on the stroker. I think that's really cool, but they don't look really realistic. Like I looked at some of them and they look really miniaturized. Like the stroker pussies, 
like the pussies that are supposed to look like why most, aren't they full size well i'm because i don't think most performers want like their big pussy sold <laughs> i would i think on. that would be fun i don't know i i know i i don't know like i have to ask <laughs> why they're not to scale like why is your pussy not to scale woman uh, no it's not her fault it's the manufacturer well, yeah, but they're involved with the branding deal. Like, their name's on it. They they have some negotiating power. Well, here. maybe they don't care. Maybe they're not like me where I'd be like, that is not the size of my pussy. It is bigger. I will not sign this deal. Because, you know, I've been doing this for six months. Let, let me finger bang my fucking toy before you put it to market. I have to take this. I have to take myself <laughs> for a test drive. Like, yeah, and that's probably why I'm never going to be a big porn star. Because I'd be like, I want this. To be, I want my fans to really get the experience. But no, if you look at the strokers, oh my God, that would be a fascinating um, thing. If you could interview like, like one of the manufacturers or the marketing of strokers and like get in depth. No, where I think it would be really interesting. It might not be a full hour, two hours or whatever, but is to find out like what their market research is. And, and how they go about like the demographics and like how they make it. No, I, I'm thinking about exactly who I could call on that. I know exactly who I could call. Yeah. Like how is their business structured? What is their, because this is what they live. This is what they do every day. Believe it or not, a lot of it is like old school traveling salesman. I have a friend who is a rep for a toy company and literally she's on a plane almost every week to going to various adult, adult toy or adult stores. Like, really? So road warrior stuff still, yeah. which is okay. And that's interesting because the adult, so I come from a consumer products where I used to sell very consumer product, vanilla things, toys, party, party supplies to Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, like, you know, really national accounts back in the nineties and early two thousands. And, but before that I was a road warrior and I was going to different toy and novelty and mom and pop stores and stuff. So, but that makes sense because there really aren't national brands of sex toy stores. I I would think most of the businesses online, there are, there's some right where they have corporate buying. Yeah. uh, Adam and Eve. And do they have, they have physical stores. They have have physical retail stores, not a ton of them, but they do. Yeah, um, I'm sure a lot less than they used to before online became a thing. Well, Midwest-wise, Lion's Den, which is an adult deal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's one of those um, in, like, by Oshkosh. Yeah, they're all over the Midwest. Okay. They're huge. And so she so she is basically a traveling salesperson for yep, and sex travel- toys. Yep, and she travels with a suitcase full of sex toys, and she often has fun TSA stories. Oh, I bet. I bet. Oh, that would be a real. Have you not? You've not had her on yet? No, I probably should fix that. I've known her for years. Yeah. No, that's okay. It's, you know, what? better late than never. But I think that's fascinating. And maybe she could do like a show and tell. Yeah, that'll definitely get me demonetized on YouTube. Oh, oh, that's right. You're on no, YouTube. No. no, most of the video versions are actually on the Patreon. Uh, I just do clips on YouTube. So it's fine. It's actually oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. So you could, so her show and tell, you could take that off. Right, right. That that wouldn't go. That would be for patrons only. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's fun. But Lena, I hate to cut this short. Not That's really okay. Short. I figured we had to be done soon. Oh yeah, I'm gonna call last call on this motherfucker. Okay. Perfect pleasure. timing. 
where can they find you on the things? On the on the what? The things, like the, the internet. Things. Oh my God. Well, I'm Elena St. James. Elena E-L-A-I-N-A. Um, St. James. So S-T and then James, common spelling. And so I'm Elena St. James on Twitter. I'm Elena St. James on Instagram. I am Elena at 54 because I'm 54 years old on TikTok. But most importantly, I'm Elena on Fansly. And I'm Elena VIP is my really good page on OnlyFans. So Elena VIP. But yeah, but I have a, you know, if you just go on Elena St. James, you're going to find me. Um, dot com. You're going to find all my, all my links, but yeah, I'm all over the place. (laughs) Try not to find me. I'll find you. No (laughs) promises, promises. I know. Just like, just like the masturbating help of your hand. I'm I'm here to help. I'm this is what I do for my guests. Some guests, not all guests. Like I really don't want to wake up with like some of my male guests. Like, Oh, that, that's shit. Mm, Oh, oh. But on yeah, that be, note. Care, be, be careful what you uh, wish for, but I will want to know an update on the um, pussy ratings. I will definitely, I will definitely keep you in the loop on that. Please. You can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the Patreon at patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. You can find the podcast at, and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up motherfuckers. Yay. Drink up. Drink up.